and welcome to El Osa Fumar Takes. This is our 182nd take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show, two for the price of one tonight, and an excellent story to boot with a little bit of romance. Yeah, you guys thought I was a big hard ass when I'm really just a big softy, but we're going to talk about nice guys finishing last or first or something in between here in the first couple of minutes here so stay tuned for that but before we get to the introduction of our fabulous fabulous guests tonight let's thank the people that make this show possible that of course is our sponsors and tonight's show is sponsored by drew estate drew estate announces the drew estate goodwill act of 2021 it's an initiative designed to honor the spirit of the 2021 barn smoker program in de25 celebration by deploying a token of appreciation to those who purchased tickets to attend these events that were unfortunately canceled or postponed due to the rise of the COVID-19 Delta variant. The True Estate Goodwill Act of 2021 will be executed in the following manner. All those who purchased a ticket for Drew Estate from any of those three remaining barn smoker events of 2021, which included Connecticut, Kentucky, and Florida, or D25, will receive a Goodwill gift pack featuring new and never received seen before Drew Estate swag items that are specifically designed to lift the spirits of those who receive the sad news about cancellation. So stay tuned. If you were one of those great people who actually purchased tickets ahead of time and it were as sad as the rest of us, that these events were canceled, tune in for your Goodwill gift packs. They'll be shipping out of Drew Estate in about mid, mid, excuse me, mid-December. So stay tuned for that. Thanks as always to Drew Estate, our sponsor here for LOS Fumar Takes. And we appreciate all those for tuning in. So without further ado, welcome back to our 182nd take Welcoming tonight our featured guest, sponsored by United Cigar. Smoke one today. Start living united. Mr. Matt Tobacco and Miss Smoking Nicole. I don't even know what to call your last name, Nicole. Welcome, everybody. How are we doing tonight? Well, it should be honored and privileged to soon have the tobacco last name, which is a rare You see, I didn't want to jump the gun, you know? That would just been rude, mm. you know? And that would be presumptive of me, right? Like, like she needs to take your last name, right? Well, I mean, I am. I, I'm just saying, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, again, uh, just all assumptions aside, you know, it's 2021, guys. You can't assume anything these days, you know. Right. But who wouldn't want tobacco as their last name? I mean, mm -hmm. seriously, like when I even told my sister, like who my guest was tonight, I was like, he, you know, his last name is literally tobacco. And she's like, is you kidding? And, uh, and I was like, no, it's no, not a joke. Actually, it wasn't that funny, Good. man. I'm going to tell what? funnier jokes tonight. It's OK. No, the water just went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Ugh. getting off to a great start here yeah fantastic <laughs> i was all i was all uh well 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 he figures that out matt uh while matt figures that out nicole we we do have a couple of uh shit <laughs> one thing to talk about here so uh, i thought this was pretty interesting so uh matt was asking me about the weather and everyone loves talking about the weather and how wonderful it is but um Next to my weather report in my Facebook was an article from BuzzFeed. It's 15 subtle signs that actually that actually show that someone is a really good person. So I thought this would be an interesting list to go down a couple of items and then and just decide if we're really good people or if we're just pretending to be. So uh, so here we go. Number one, they actually make space for someone who is being ignored in a conversation. So. I would say I try to do that. I, I mean, that. I don't know I'm, about you. Well, I mean, actually, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's just, I think it's just, you know, if someone's actually involved in the conversation, but they're being spoken over anything, I think, I, 
I don't know if that has to be being a good person. I think that's just genuinely like not rude or being like rude to the rude person. Is that really just being nice if you're being rude to the rude person who's like talking over this person who's trying to say something? I don't know if that makes me genuinely nice. Conversation etiquette is an, is an interesting one because there's so many things at play. There's the the subtle like uh huh, yeah yeah sure. Mm -hmm. When you the the conversation just continues to carry on and on and on, and you just kind of nod and go uh huh uh huh yeah sure. Is that Maybe what you're doing you to me right now or? Um uh, no, I couldn't do that to you. Bear, okay, because I care about you too much. Oh, that's 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 sweet. I feel like some people, though, they just they don't pay attention to things like that. Who's not talking? Who is talking? Whereas some people kind of look from the outside some and people, they're more aware. Some people are socially awkward. They don't know yeah. how to jump in and they don't want to like step on a they don't want to step on someone's toes or they don't want to like input something they think might not be relevant. There's so many ways it could go. You know, I don't know if you can really put a set of rules to it to identify someone's a good person or not being like really specific well here's one that's not specific and pretty ambiguous actually so reason number three i skipped number two they ask how you're doing and actually mean it yeah but you gotta prove uh, that Unless yeah you really i was like how does out. one actually prove that they're they actually do actually mean what they say when they're asking how you're doing hey, i bear, mean how, I, I, bear how are you I, i'm good really are you doing good <laughs> like really like are I you really asking me or like, i could give really, a shit you, okay no, I'm just kidding. I was just but see what I did there? Like, you know, yeah. just like, hey, how are you? Hey, I don't hey, care. I have to hey. ask you though. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm I I am splendid. I'm splendid. I got to see my sister for the first time in almost over two years today. <clears throat> oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks, COVID. Uh, appreciate that. That but that was wonderful uh, to see her. She she was on a layover. Um, so it wasn't for very long, but it was it was really great to see her. She got to see my youngest son or her nephew for the first time ever too which was also really cool that's really so that cool. was a really great experience but uh um shout out to uh shout out to my older sister who's traveling back your way she lives in new york so um by your way i mean east coast not new england but um right because let's Up let's not somewhere. yeah in the northeast. Say, let's not associate new york with new england because that's inaccurate so um but anyway just uh, i'm not going to go through the actual 15 things of listing i was just like i thought this was an interesting concept and like i started reading through these things and i was like oh man like it's like really really ambiguous and i also think that i do a lot of these things and i don't really want to lose my street cred so fair yeah don't expose yourself yeah i i think that's i think sir but uh but listen like we've got we've got a great story um with the two of you on tonight and i'm really i am actually genesis we're talking about being sincere i am genuinely excited to talk to you about it um because i chuckle my way through that um but i kind of want to go through a couple of things here uh first of all what are what are we what are we smoking what are we drinking tonight i mean i mean are we, are we kicking back are we laid back or are we are we are we professionaling it up here what are we doing well, as I like to say, we're serious about what we do, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. So there's a combination of things that we each have. We both have um, an espresso coffee with Buffalo Traces uh, bourbon cream, uh, which is very delightful. Uh, Nicole um, has her own bourbon. I'll let her introduce hers. I actually am about to pop open an E.H. Taylor small batch, uh, just a little something, something simple uh, for this 
wonderful Sunday night. I'm finishing an Eagle Rare as well. So it is a whiskey night. Mm-hmm. Um, plus we have water. We're all about the fluids when we're smoking. We have like an array. It's kind of like Carney. We're pulling a, a John Carney right now. Yeah. John will have like a water, a wine or some other alcoholic beverage. And then he'll have like some other beverage too. Because he doesn't do coffee. But he'll have like he always has like three drinks yeah. going. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. A water and alcohol. And actually, sometimes it's like water, wine, and then like a cocktail. <laughs> right. Doubling up on that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm pulling, I like to say I'm pulling a carny tonight. I got, I got three different beverages here. Um, in smoking. So I am smoking um, a God of Fire Carlito. Um, oh. I love that Cameroon wrapper. Um, that's what I was in the mood for. And it goes great with this coffee. Yeah, I um I had a little pre-show uh, I had a pre-show cigar going. I had the new St. Francis from All Saints Cigars. Um, shout out to Mickey Peg. Um, love you, buddy. We uh I decided though before the show that uh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna let that rest and I'll finish it later because I wanna um smoke very something very similar to what Bear is potentially gonna be smoking tonight. So um, Bear, why don't we get into what you're smoking first and I'll come back. Well, uh, shout out to uh, Brandon Payne of Michael's Tobacco um, for putting aside some Tatawahe T110s for me and uh, got me a broadleaf one right here that, uh, that he was kind enough to get me. So I, um, I'm going to honor him tonight and, uh, and smoke the T110. I've got a lineup of some good stuff. This is a shorter smoke. I'm sure I'll enjoy it for quite a long time, but I've got a lineup tonight of, of, of some backups here. Uh, including uh, the new, uh, the latest and greatest from the from Alec Bradley, the trilogy, the, you know, the tri-pressed cigar, that's the exotic Maduro. Uh, mm-hmm. The lowercase a from our friends at McAuliffe, Ooh. which is a rep exclusive. You actually have to know a rep. And, and uh, so shout out to uh, Sam Spencer and uh, uh, Brandon Luna for getting me these uh, earlier this week. So uh, got that on, on the, uh, on the horizon, but uh what uh, what are you uh, what are you gonna which one are you gonna smoke on there, Matt? So I have all three of the new Tatuaje T110s in front of me, and I'm gonna go with the Capa Special Sumatra uh, T110 right here. Um, this was actually recently rated a 91 on Half Wheel, which, from what I understand, is because uh, I don't usually follow a lot of reviews anymore, but uh, they gave it a 91, which is unusual for them. Uh, it's a very high score, um, so. I had these sitting around and uh, I said, all right, I'm going to go for it. And when you said you had one, I said, I'm going to have one. So I'm going to cut that now and I'm going to light that up. I'm, old, I'm going old school. I'm going to match, but that's, I like, I like to roll that way. So there we go. Do you like, do you like Sumatra in, as a, in, in general, Matt? Mm-hmm. So over, I don't, like I don't Cameroon, like a, Cameroon over Sumatra, or Sumatra over Cameroon. Well, I know you're a fan of both. I would definitely probably go Cameroon first, just because I smoke a lot more Cameroons, and I'm, I'm really in love with a lot of the Cameroon stuff that's out there. Um, but I mean, Sumatra's up there too. I mean, I, I enjoy a good Sumatra. Um, huge fan of that. And I have to say. The T110s as a whole, like no matter which one of them it is, uh, it's probably been one of my 
it's it's been on like the top five probably cigars that I've been excited to try this year. Um, another one being you know the the new Ferry Otego cigars that will be coming out uh, shortly. So I I actually haven't had them yet. I I had like I have like six of them that I picked up. Shout out to Twin Smoke Shop, um, Kirk Kendall. Um, and so this is my first one, and uh, this is my this here. is my first one as well. So Oof. I know I'm behind. I know I'm behind. The, so I'm I'm like really uncool because I'm like everyone's already smoked their like their supply out probably. Oh, I know, right? I've been watching everyone smoke it, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta get to it. I gotta get to it. I gotta get to it. And I don't know. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm waiting for. Um, but then tonight I'm like, you know what? No, the buck stops here. I got to do this. So here we are. <laughs> we are lit. I was expecting a lot more pepper up front and there's not a lot, <coughs> um, but it's a very smooth smoke. Good draw, nice loose draw, a lot of smoke. It's a, That's good. Yeah, the the uh, the uh, Capa Especial to me always had like this this delicate this delicacy about it. Like it didn't ever it didn't. I've I can't even I haven't recalled a really overy peppery note with it, which is kind of like that. Which is kind of like that. My father's signature, right? Like Pepin has right. that kind of has that that sharpness of a lot of his blends and stuff. I mean, I mean, it's not like in every single one. Um, I'll tell you what, like, is this really, um, you guys want to, you guys want to get deep and crazy here. So one of the big telltale signs for me that a cigar is, was blended by Pepin is I can smell the foot pre-light and it smells like there is a heavy peppery smell. Um, but I don't sneeze. Like it doesn't get, like, it doesn't like tickle the nostrils. It's really bizarre. Really? It's really bizarre. Um, and uh, yeah, and that, from there I can kind of I can almost pick apart that it's a that it's a pepin cigar, which is really interesting. A little bizarre. One of those little one of those little things you pick up. It's like like it, that's obviously my body telling me something. Like I don't necessarily think that would be like you know it for everybody else, but uh, but that's usually the the telltale sign for me that it was pepin for me. I don't know. Hmm. Crazy times. Uh, but. Uh, again, shout out to Brandon, who's actually joining us tonight. He's actually lighting up one as well. So we've got a lot of T110s being smoked tonight. So good stuff. But uh, wanted to, uh, again, kind of, uh, again, we're going to get into the story behind you guys and the, what y'all have been doing at smoking tobacco and everything. So, um, but I kind of want to put the cats out of the bag. We're going to tell, I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit of the story a little bit before, but you guys, you guys are engaged to be married. So congratulations formally on the show in the audience of think, I think I've congratulated you several times, but here it <laughs> well, is. Well, I mean, you, you were kind of there when it happened too. We were all in Vegas. Yes. Together. Yes. I was, I was, <laughs> I was in the general vicinity um, yes. within several blocks. Uh, but uh, yes, I, it was, it was a, it was a very beautiful, happy moment to get that text from you uh, sharing the good news. And so, um, but yeah, congratulations once again to you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Bear. So Thank has uh, has the wedding date been selected? We got to ask these. We got to ask these these proverbial important questions that are stereotypical Nicole can, yet important. Nicole, Nicole can answer answer all <laughs> wedding related questions. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, we have a list of priorities, and we're trying to do house before wedding. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of our order. So eventually. 
but she already has a lot of ideas for the wedding itself, which is easy. Yes. Good. And uh, and they're all great ideas, Matt. Just giving you this is 11 years of marriage talking over here. They're like all no great, BS. They're all great ideas. No BS though. I know what I know what you're trying to say, but honestly, like I'm good with it. Actually, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same. There are boat. a lot of cigars involved. <laughs> yeah. Then they're all great so, ideas. Even better. Yeah. yeah. Which actually brings up the next question, though. What's the over under on the amount of industry people that are going to be invited to the wedding? Well, that's an interesting one because the wedding itself, um, it's probably going to be a very small, intimate wedding. However, we have toyed around with the idea of having some other kind of celebration with some industry people, and we haven't put that together yet. So there's, there's a good chance it could be an industry, it could be a cigar industry party um, where we have a little wedding celebration and invite a bunch of people too. So, Yeah. And it will probably be in Vegas. Yeah, probably well, be in Vegas. I was going to ask you because I know you're—I know you're such a huge fan of of the city itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know if that would like, and and the way the 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 Vegas wedding has lost like so much of that proverbial like like stereotype, the, you know, like the it's, the elopement at the chapel. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's not what we're doing either. It's it would be you know more of a nicer wedding. It just that's just the place we want it to be. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It it, it has changed. It hasn't. It's it's gone from like the oh we're we're eloping to Vegas, and now it's like wow well, we're going to Vegas and having like a whole wedding. It's like oh okay. Um, so I know that she already has ideas of places and settings that she wants. So well, one of my friends from high school got married at the Mandalay Bay, uh, and it was not it was not an elopement. Let me just say it that way. And he's not from Vegas. So like, yeah, it was a destination wedding that was like, just happened to be in Vegas, but it was, it was massive. <laughs> like this was a massive wedding. Uh, I'm like, why did we have to fly here to do this? He's like, I love this place. I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Our point of flying there is that less people will go. <laughs> so that's part of it. But, um, but no. if, we, if we do it around a time when people from the industry will be in town, then We'll do something separate. We'll do something separate. Yeah. For them. It also may or may not involve running out of cigar lounge in Vegas. <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. One particular one that most people really enjoy to go to at Caesar's Palace. That's not Casa de Monte Cristo. Are you talking about the hat? Are you like the company that's represented by the hat that Nicole's wearing or are we talking about? Uh, I i i i don't know i can't i can't confirm or deny <laughs> wow, tough, know is, tough tough customer tonight this could be this could be this could be a hard interview yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna make you earn this one <laughs> but yes our cigars will be involved um and it will be a wonderful affair that's all well, and this is a great part of your story, which kind of leads us into tonight's major point. So, and, and every uh, every show's major point is sponsored by a Protocol Cigars. Power of the P. Tonight's show major point is always brought to you by the people, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol Cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well, maybe it is. But behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back. And from the from the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the, the Lawman series, Bass Reeves Protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people. It's what their life's work has been and always will be about. Power of the P, Protocol Cigars. So, guys, I, I'm I'm really it's all sincerity. I know we've kind of kind of joked around at the 
for the top of the show and everything like that. But in all sincerity, I really am genuinely uh, excited to have you all on the show because I, I, I think your story is, is incredibly unique. And, and I think it's, it's actually, it's a lot of fun to, but it's also, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, almost twists and turns that kind of led us all to here because, you know, we were talking about the smoking tobacco just turned two. a lot of people don't know that the brand is two years old, but the podcast, which you guys both co-host along with uh, our good friend, John Carney, um, it just turned one year old. So um, now I want to kind of go back to the beginning here. So, so, so Matt, you've been smoking cigars for a while, but not too terribly long. And you had spent some time on a different podcast so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started in cigars and kind of right up until the point where you decided that you wanted to start smoking tobacco, where did, where did it all start for you? Uh, <clears throat> sometime around 2017 is about when the cigar smoking really started for me. Um, and you know, when I, from when, like I first tried them, um, started going to cigar shops and just grabbing different stuff and, smoking what I could figure what was what um that was uh that, that was the beginning of the journey and then you know it just kind of exponentially grew from there it wasn't until around 2019 when um I just uh I had gotten out of a, a previous relationship long-term relationship and uh there's a lot of major changes going on in my life and I was talking to one of my best friends and uh, he had suggested the idea of, of, of doing something with cigars because, you know, at that point it was a regular ordeal for me. And, you know, I was starting to kind of figure out a little bit of stuff. Uh, I didn't know a lot, but I knew enough to get by. And he was like, you know, hey, you know, like specifically uh, with my last name being what it is, you know, he was like, well, how cool would it be? If maybe you, you did something with cigars and you incorporated it like you like with your last name or whatever like the whole thing like it's always been a joke but like why don't you, instead of just continuing it to be a joke to actually do something with that and i was like oh, i don't know like what would i do and he was like well start on social media and work your way up and i was like okay well what does that mean what's the end <laughs> i was gonna say what does that work your way what up to what mean? and uh this is a friend of uh, this friend of mine um is uh, I'll shout out uh, my my one of my best friends Edwin. Uh, he, he's a typical salesman, you know. He, he's trying to sell me on this whole idea without actually like telling me what I'm buying. You know, what I mean? he could sell ice to the Eskimos. Um, and so I'm like, all right. And he he said it first. He said you can call it smoking tobacco, but like your last name because my last name is spelled slightly different. It's T A B A C C O. He's like you can call it that. I was like, all right, that's a cool name, and I, I like the idea. I'm like, I just don't know what to do with it now. Um, so like I kind of started like the first like month or so, it was like Instagram, Facebook, just like a uh just a page for like cigar stuff. And then within the next few months after that, I decided to start my own website. And I opened my own website and I started to build a website. And then when the pandemic happened, um, you know, John Carney had traveled all the way up to um uh, back to Maine where he's from. And while he was up there, you know, he didn't have much going on. I mean, he was working remotely, you know, doing, you know, LFD business, but he, he wasn't really, uh, 
no one was really hitting him up as he likes to say in the story and i was and he was like yeah and we were going live all the time we were going live on instagram and live on facebook and then he was like hey because everyone if you know john carney you'd know how he is he's very he's very creative um he gets excited he gets a lot of ideas and he likes to execute them and he was like we're gonna do like this show on facebook and it's gonna be a whole thing and i'm gonna put it together from may day eve we're gonna call it may day eve massacre it'll be like the smoking tobacco show i was like okay and i didn't know what the hell he was doing and i didn't know what we, i just thought we were gonna go live on facebook and like shoot the shit and whatever and then he was like oh i got brian mcgee from crown heads to come on he's a friend i'm like Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and he puts together this whole thing, makes this title card with the logo, and it says live, and got the royalty-free song to like play as an intro. And we did it, and 20 minutes in, it just was an epic failure, and it crashed, and his laptop crashed, and like the feed was lost, and didn't really go too well. And I just remember being like, what the hell are we doing here? I don't even know. Like, we got this show you want to call it um and uh he's like you know what we're doing this again next week next next thursday same time my guy sure whatever (laughs) and uh we did it again and it went well and we actually got like a full length show and i think at that one was andy yaffe and jared saunders from mccallif i believe and it was the first one, obviously, where we were like, all right, we got it down with very minimal issues, and we just we just kept going, and we've never stopped. So in that time, it was kind of like, all right, well, now we have this show, but I don't want it to just be another show because – Was that frustrating that for you, though? Sorry, to interrupt. like, was that no, frustrating no, no. for you or, like – because you, you, you seem like the way it made it sound like you, you, you wanted there to be a purpose or a goal, and there wasn't – it sounds like there, there was, like, this overall, like – foundation of something but you kind of wanted kind of wanted some direction on it or i would say the first few months yeah because i was like i don't know which i knew i wanted to be involved in the media aspect but i just didn't know what my avenue was going to be and you know i went through you know so many different ideas and it was like podcasting wasn't my first priority or idea i should say uh, I had, as you had mentioned, I was on a podcast already. I was doing the Ashles podcast um, at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, I was doing that every Tuesday. So, but doing it for myself, never even thought to do it or was like, ah, oh, I don't want to get into that. It's so much work. Um, so it was always just kind of like, well, I do that. And that's another thing. Uh, but in that time, I learned how to do podcasting, you know, how to put it together and promoted you had interviewed guests already interview yeah like i i had that experience so i did have that but i didn't know like you know which way i wanted to go and i was like well i don't want to go the influencer route because i I don't want that i want to do something that's that's more involved and you know i had a lot of influence from you know people like coop and um you know and half wheel and and the guys at dojo and and people like you and i'm like i want to do more stuff like that but without really i i just really didn't know how i was going to swing this but then the show started and that took off and it became successful and i'm like okay and then i decided to beef up the website and make the website more involved and start doing you know articles and news and press releases and and you know it, it just it kind of just slowly formed 
as I figured out not only, you know, what I was doing, but how to do it. Um, you know, and just, it got to a point where I was like, all right, I know where I'm going. And now it's just focusing on how do I make it better? And like every day it's always just been, what can I do to make it better? How can I push just a little bit further, go a little bit above and beyond uh, more than I did yesterday. And that's kind of what has led us here. Um, you know, and now, you know, as we sit here, you go to the present day, we have two shows, uh, the smoke and tobacco show every Thursday, every other Saturday, there's the spare notes show, spare parts, spare there notes. You go. I, I, I purposely paused to give you that because I knew you were going to say it, uh, with William Cooper. Um, you know, we have a full fledged website with tons of content on it that we, that we do. And, and then we're all over social media, YouTube and just everywhere. Um, I do want to give just a fun little tidbit of information. Um, so we had started, uh, we had met online during COVID. So we had started talking like at the beginning of April. Um, so before the show at the first episode of the show. Right, right. Um, this is something I wanted to get into. So this is and, great. And we were, um, you know, it's during quarantine. So a lot of our dates were outside walking around. Like, you know, when we could, you know, when we were trying to date, we were doing a lot of um, Zoom dates, if you will, things like that. But he goes, oh, yeah. So like I have this show as part of my brand. You should watch it. And it was the first episode and I watched it and I'm like, I'm dating this guy, you know, just met and like the show shits out 20 minutes. <laughs> like, what kind of show is this? It was, it was, <laughs> and it was just like him I'm and sticking, John talking I'm sti- about I'm cigars. I'm sticking on my guns. It's fault. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy has a show. This is the worst show ever. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Sorry. Had to. And that's when you had, yeah, you had yeah, to no. decide. Yeah. That's when you had to decide of like, do I really want to date a project, or is this like? To- no, no. But I was just like, he made it out to be this big thing, and and it was the May Day Eve, and the nice. massacre came after that because twenty minutes, twenty May minutes Day in the massacre Eve came special. in. <laughs> the massacre is what it was called after it was kind of botched. Um, that's funny. Which it, I mean, that was actually a pivotal point, right? So that was part of the reason I ended up getting involved because they needed. Um, you know, as we continue dating and whatnot, um, I was furloughed from work um, and I was bored. <laughs> I was like, hey, I can help you with your website stuff. <laughs> and so, so I just jumped in. And that's, uh, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's such a perfect segue, but I, I, I want to kind of go back to a couple of things real quick, just to unpack some stuff here, because I think there's some, there, there's a couple of interesting questions that, that I'm really curious to get your perspective on and and please both of y'all feel free to do this because i think i think both y'all's perspective might be different on this I, you know i think that you know like there's there's so there's actually there's quite a few cigar media brands out there and you know you know my good our, our good friend matt ty and garrett robinson when they started how about that cigar you know matt said to me he's like yeah i'm doing this project and before it was actually announced and everything it was hush hush i don't you know, obviously they've got, a, they've been going strong uh, now for, uh, for over a couple of years now. But uh, when we talked very beginning, when he started the project, he was like, you know, he had a very, you know, I didn't know about it until it was actually the formation of the, culmin- the culmination of the idea, but he had a very precise foundation of an identity and direction that he wanted the brand to go and, and it's of course it's evolved over time as mine has and obviously as yours has and we'll, we'll we'll kind of get into that but matt you were talking about with your friend who were encouraging you to do this and everything and of course you know our good friend john carney got involved pretty early on with you but 
if you could kind of go back to a moment like what was your what was the identity what did you want to identify as what it what was that that niche within the niche of cigar media that did that you thought you could do different well i think the biggest thing that i saw when i looked around was the age i'm significantly younger than the majority of who else is out there doing cigar media um at the time when the brand began i was 25 and so which is very young for a cigar smoker um by you know i I don't know average standards or whatever um and you you look around there wasn't a lot of people even close to that age doing cigar media i mean i would say after myself um you know, you're, you're pretty young, but I, I wouldn't say you're, I would say you're pretty young for the, for the group too. I was going to say, um, Nicole, did you like how he subtly called me old there? That was really, like, that was really, tread that was, carefully. God, I, mean, I was like, man, that was <laughs> quasi savage there. Is he just kind of brushed? Well, I mean, if you run down the list, you look at the guys on cigar authority, they're in their fifties. And I think Garofalo just turned 60 coops, mid fifties. Um, I'm not exactly sure how old Eric is from Dojo, but Eric Eric's an enigma because like he says he's a certain age. He's the same as Matt, Matt Ty, who just turned 50, right? In Vegas. Yeah. yeah. The trade show. He's not 50 years old. He no, just keeps saying, talking about it. Matt Ty's 50. Um Garrett is what? Like 36, 37? They both are in their 30s. They just keep lying about it, but you know, you know. So, but before, like, thanks, Shay Davis. I'm not boom. in my mid 20s. I appreciate that. <laughs> but there was a little cigar boom right with COVID, right? So sure. when this was uh, first be- became a thing, he's talking about people who were kind of out there before that point. And there wasn't yeah, that existing many people. Yeah. I mean, and even still, I mean, there's not a lot of people, um, you know, in in their mid 20s who are who are doing it. Um, and so I, I I knew that I had an opportunity to. Uh, bring something different to the table, being much younger, have a different perspective of it. Um, and that was always kind of like my main, um, like concept, idea, feeling mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with how I wanted to differentiate myself by being so much younger. Um, you did do some reviews in the beginning, unboxing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I experimented with different avenues of how I wanted to present my content and I just, I found there was certain things I, I just didn't like. Cause it just wasn't, I just, I, 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 it wasn't my Avenue. It's not how I wanted to do it. I wanted to be live. I wanted to be on the show. I wanted to have conversations. I didn't want to do unboxings. I learned very quickly on, I don't want to do reviews. It's not that I can't do reviews. I want to make that very clear. Uh, I can, I can review cigars and I can give you a full breakdown and I can do a whole thing, but I just don't want to do it. Um, you know, and we, we've been building the team at Smoking Tobacco to include people who are we're slowly getting people who do reviews uh, for the brand. I, I don't want to do it myself. It's it's, uh, time it's, a, it's a very time consuming process and all that. And so uh, I wanted to dedicate my time and energy into the show um, specifically the most. And I didn't want to I didn't want to take away from that by just doing reviews all day. So uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, the younger view. Uh, and then being able to attract other younger viewers and uh, and 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 grow the younger cigar audience as a mm-hmm. whole into the industry, 
um, has always been kind of my motivation um, to get more younger people in, you know, to keep the industry going, you know, you got to pass that torch down. So um, getting more people, you know, in that younger age bracket kind of in um, to the whole cigar lifestyle, the industry, the community um, was, I would have to say my number one goal from the beginning. So Cole, we're going to bounce around a little bit on your story here. So let's same question to you. Like when you first got involved <laughs> after the massacre, as you were talking about what, what, what did you see it as like the identity or the, the point of emphasis that you wanted to be, that you wanted to make, or you wanted smoking tobacco to be collectively, not necessarily of how you fit into the picture, but how globally, like, what did you think? the identity of smoking tobacco were you pretty aligned with that or did you have different goals as you kind of weaved your way into this project yeah no I was pretty aligned to it I obviously wasn't around during the early earlier days so you know I came in when the podcast started and then it did quickly involve into being a show where we interviewed guests and people in the cigar industry and so it was um, before I kind of formally joined the team, I was just sort of helping out on the back end. And it was always, you know, how can we do this better? How can we make this better? Um, and that's just kind of how it evolved from there. Mm -hmm. So so let's go back a little bit with your story too, Nicole. Now, if I'm not mistaken, like your, your first cigar experience was with was with Matt actually correct or or did you have you had previous experience to this um no it, my first cigar ever was with Matt and so. and so when <laughs> so when he got you kind of involved in this world and everything like how like I mean you know looking back in the last 365 plus days I mean is it is it bizarre to you to kind of like look back at the the Nicole who didn't know what cigars were and weren't really involved with it to now the, the, the place that you actually hold in this industry. It's, it's gotta be unique a unique whirlwind of ex in experience, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it wasn't something that happened overnight either. So it was, um, it became something that we did as a joint hobby, uh, you know, as well, we hung out a lot, um, COVID, we couldn't go on dates. So like until seven months, I think into our relationship, we didn't go on a real date. <laughs> like to a restaurant or anything so what do you do well you sit outside and you smoke cigars and have drinks and enjoy the weather right so um but in the beginning I had started smoking um you know I smoked with Matthew I started helping out on the show um you know and it wasn't until later on I want to say at least like six months after the conception of the show, like it was way further down the line that I actually decided to take more of a face role and started smoking Nicole as my own, um, like kind of brand identity as part of smoking tobacco. Um, you know, it didn't, it, I didn't just do it in the beginning. It was, I just kind of got more and more involved in assisting Matthew. And then it just kind of grew into that. This is going to be the most awkward question I've ever asked on this show. You guys ready for this? Do it. I think I've called you Matt since the moment I've met you. I know oh, where you're oh, going with this, and I don't care. Whatever, okay, whichever, I was like, whichever, whichever it might have been calling you, you the wrong name this whole fucking time because whichever, really, whichever, really, whichever, really, whichever one you want. 
Yeah, he goes by Matt or Matthew. But okay. <laughs> so another so another funny story about this. So you you want to? I'm going to totally admit to being a complete shit here, real quick. So hold on for this one. So I I, I meet up. This is this is mid COVID too, right? So John Carney comes into town. It's the first time he's traveled in forever. John and I go way back, like the two of you do. Um, I consider him one of. I consider him a great friend. Uh, not just you know, not just an acquaintance in this industry, but a great friend. Uh, he's done a lot for me and, um, and you know, he's just, uh, he's a fantastic human being, but, um, so we meet up, uh, for some cigars. I bring some wine. We, uh, we hang out, uh, in a, you know, little, you know, court area outside of uh, his hotel when he comes to town. And, uh, He's telling me, he's like, hey, have you seen the show that I'm involved with? And I was like, yeah, Hacking Gourmet, dude, it's freaking awesome. It's fantastic. He's like, no, this other one uh, is like, I, I'm doing it with Matt Tobacco. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen little snippets of it. I was like, I haven't really gotten into it that much. I said, I said, I was like, can I just like talk about the obvious thing? I said, why is his branding, like, why is his branding misspelled? And <laughs> he's like, it's like, what are you talking about? I was like, tobacco, he spells tobacco wrong. He's like, dude, that's his name. I was like, no, I get it. Yeah. It's like, he's Matt tobacco. It's like this identity, thing, like this like alter ego kind of thing. He's like, no, no, that's really his name. And that's how he spells it. And so I'm like, Oh, well, I'm an asshole. So that's cool. Um, you are an asshole. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, totally, totally, uh, totally misread that entire, entire branding thing. But that's, I mean, I, I really like it. Cause it was really, it's, it's really it obviously is really subtle and i don't like if i don't think anyone can really pick up on it necessarily unless you're really really paying attention and but it's at the same time it's it's all you it's 100 percent you at the same time which is which is really cool because i mean it's a very common expression but you know it it encapsulates you so i i mean i think you know my own mistake you know aside I think it's it's absolutely brilliant to kind of go back on it here too and i'm a, but uh um i mean so when nicole when you wanted to build your kind of own identity within this brand you know i know that a lot of the design work apart from the logo that you know that that's on uh, matt's hat there and everything but a lot of the a lot of the marketing pieces and everything you were really heavily involved with that. Like, I mean, what do you have previous experience in that kind of thing? Or is it just something, again, another hobby that you picked up? Like, where did that kind of those inspirations come from? Um, I mean, I took graphic design classes in college, um, nothing crazy. Um, and then I also, I'm a manager of a spa, you know, that's my regular day job. So I do have to do my own marketing material a lot of the time um, and just put things out in the world. And um, you know, oh, my dad, he has a print shop <laughs> as well. So, um, he does graphic design and things like that. So it's, um, you know, I just, I know my way around it and it's pretty easy for me to pick up on. So when you, when you were kind of like, I'm, I'm really interested in some of the, like the marketing pieces, like, I love the shirts that you guys made the, you know, the it's, it's, it's one of those, those trendy pieces, the, the, you know, and I mean, everything, you know, every, like everyone seems to have one, you know, they have the name and the name and the name of whatever particular branding it is and everything. But you guys really, really dug deep with it in a way that the regular, the rest of the cigar industry really hadn't, which was you guys went after the actual tobaccos and like Vitolas, like you did that you did wrappers, you know, you yeah. did, and that was, that was really cool. Like what, yeah. What inspired you there? 
Well, part of it too is, you know, when we were kind of doing merchandise, um, not that it's a huge thing, but every, you know, everyone has merchandise out there. Right. And then we did, um, do a bigger push with it for our one year anniversary, um, as a way people could donate. Right. So we did that as well, but we wanted to put things out there that people wanted to wear. <laughs> I mean, you know, a, a shirt with our name on it is great. And that's a walking advertisement, but there's not a lot of, um, cigar shirts and, and things in the world. So, you know, what can we make that people want to wear that isn't necessarily just us putting our brand logo on it? Now, Matt, you actually were telling me about an experience that you had. Was it you or was it a friend who was walking in a grocery store and they were a complete stranger was was wearing was wearing your your hat? Uh, that was well, there was there's a couple different there's a, stories. There's a, there's a few instances of it, you know, being discovered. Um, yeah. But that happened. At, the grocery store one happened to us. And it was somebody yeah. I know. And it was someone that we knew, but we were like, oh my god, like that's our hat, and we're from like, a distance. <laughs> you know, away it, from home. you know, it was like. <laughs> And then at the time, everyone was still wearing masks in grocery stores or whatever. I, mean, I think they are again, but whatever. But, you know, from a distance with someone with a mask on with a hat, I'm like, oh, who the hell is wearing that hat? I don't even know who that is. And then when I got closer, I realized it was someone I know pretty well. Oh, okay. Um, but but yeah. that cool. was, I don't, I don't think that's the story that I told you. The, the, the one where we got all excited was um, said friend who came up with the idea lives in... Um, Avon Park, Florida. And he was at a party a few months ago. And uh, he spotted the hat and he was like, I, I know, I know exactly what that is. And he went up to this person and, and asked them about it. Didn't know who they were. And guy was like, yeah, I won this in a Domino's game down in Miami. So random. <laughs> it was yeah. very random, but it was like, you know, being seen out in the wild down there by back in the old West. Yeah. I won this, I uh, won this knife off of a guy in Dodge city. That's and he said it to me and he was like, this dude's rocking this hat. I'm like, did you just like, is that a, is that a, is that a, like a, a spoken tobacco hat out in the wild? And he was like, yeah, like, I don't know this guy at all, but he has your hat on. And I'm like, I don't know who he is either. He's like, yeah, he said he won it in a Domino's game down in Miami. I'm like, Hmm. Interesting. That's very interesting. But yeah, I think that's the story. That I probably told you. Yeah, that that that's it. The, that's yeah. the refresher. So, I, I mean, it's I mean, that has to is it is it? Uh, and I asked you guys this before when we were in Vegas. So I'll share this question with my audience here: Is it is it surreal? Yeah, like is it does it when you when you see something like that, like your branding in the wild or being you know, you know, talking to these people that you've only met virtually and having this connection. Is it is it is surreal for you? Because it really was for me. So that's where I'm kind of going with this, you know, in a lot of ways. I think the uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think it's one of the it's like anything, though. It's like the more you see it, though, the more comfortable with it you get. Um, but for sure, I mean, it, it's it's kind of exciting. You know, now we go to events and stuff and I, I see people wearing my, my hats and my shirts and whatever and, and you know, maybe they don't know exactly who we are, but they like, oh, I know it's cigar related. They're like, oh no, we know who you are. Like, you know, Nelson, who who who's part of the smoking tobacco team, Nelson DeMello, he was just a huge fan. Um, and we went to an event, we met him and, and he was wearing one of the hats and he was like, Oh my god, and he wanted a picture with us and all this. And 
he was following us online he watched like every episode he like followed everything we did and um got to know him a little bit and when he left uh stogie geeks you know he, he became part of the spoken tobacco family um so like that like that's another you know crazy story too uh, just kind of how that all came full circle you know he went from being like one of our biggest fans to now he's part of the team um so yeah i mean it's it's cool it, it's definitely like oh wow like you know we're we're doing something here you know what i mean it's oh like this isn't just two people in a basement anymore uh not that actually it ever was um but it's just more like oh hey we're reaching people yeah we're actually we're doing like, we're doing something people pay attention i mean we do it either way you know regardless whether or not people watch us i mean you sure. just put out content and hope for the best so um so, but yeah it's great that kind of goes into my next question like so you know we talked about like what your vision was in the very beginning so i mean what and again and like please don't like feel a lot of pressure with this question. I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm going to hold you to the standard a year from now or two years. Like, Hey, you said you were going to be doing this and now you're doing that. Like, but where, what intentions do you have or what goals do you have as you want to build a brand? So like, again, you're, this is your three for the brands, your two for the podcast. Like what are some of the goals and intentions that you want to have accomplished by the time that you hit year three? Ooh, can I answer? Go ahead. So, Continuing with kind of cigar media news, um, definitely, you know, the press releases, things of that nature, continuing with the show um, and just interviewing wonderful people in the cigar media and bringing that to people's attention and getting to know people. Um, and I think the one other thing that we would like to expand on is traveling and just bringing video content from farms. That's kind of a big one. Um, when oh, we're able nice. to travel again, farm and factory, farm and factory. Um, our long-term goal is to be able to travel to a lot of these beautiful factories and bring some high def content to people. Um, maybe not live, de- you know, depends on the situation. I know some places have good Wi-Fi, some places do not, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, but, but bringing kind of that aspect back, um, and kind of showing people what goes on there. Um, we feel like there could be more of that um just out in the world so well that kind of goes i mean you guys have built some some fantastic and sensational relationships already in your in, in the beginning parts of you know i mean the beginning of of your branding i mean and I mean, look behind you you know you've got the jc newman studio there you know i know you guys did an amazing trip down to tampa that you know was designed as a as a vacation but you you turned it into almost this working trip that i really enjoyed watching you kind of go and visit all these different places and talk to all these different people that you had had to either had the chance to interview or maybe even hadn't but it it was from where i sat it was it was it was a beautiful thing to see you to be able to connect with you know people from not across from a screen and you know I, i'm i really i really found a lot of joy in that personally mm. and i think i think that and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that you had that kind of impact on your audience. You know, what was kind of the reaction with that trip specifically? Um, because it was a very intimate trip that that turned into a very you know a great sharing experience with your audience. So how how did you guys how did you guys reconcile with the impact of that? Well, it was a very interesting trip. I mean, it was the first official smoking tobacco trip. You know, given the pandemic circumstance, 
Um, so, you know, it was very rewarding, you know, for us and the brand itself and whatnot. Um, we, we covered Miami, Orlando, Tampa. You know, we, we stopped in Delray Beach, Boynton Beach. Um, you know, our friends that smoke in, Honest Abe. Um, you know, we, 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 we went everywhere. Um, and it was great. You know, it, it was great to finally just be with people in person, see them, talk to them, um, bring those relationships to the next level. Um, you know, went to Tampa, you know, we met up with Angela Yu, Cynthia Fuente, um, you know, that's where we presented, um, Cynthia with the, the check for the CFCF foundation, um, going to JC Newman, going through the El Rio factory for the first time. Um, you know, that's where we met Adria, shout out to Adria. She's the best. Um, you know, it, it was, it, it was surreal for us. Um, it was, it was, it was. It was cool, but it was a learning experience too. You know, we, we met with a lot of people, like you said, that we knew through a computer screen. You know, we I knew them really well and it felt awkward, not awkward, but it was it was just strange to see these people in person for the first time because it felt like I had already known them for like 10 years. Um, right. And it's just kind of like, oh, cool. And I think also the biggest blanket over that whole trip was regardless of where we were and what we were doing we were just out you know <laughs> so yeah we were just itching to we like, were just happy we were out it didn't matter where we out. were but you know it was also awesome that you know us getting out was doing that so um you know I, so much happened on that trip and then you know a short time later we went on the second trip pca where obviously we were together the trade show with everybody um and that was cool too and that was that was, i mean that was a much different experience uh, we were definitely working a lot more on that trip. And uh, then there was the engagement, which is its own other thing. So, yeah, I mean, the first two trips for smoking tobacco, I would say I would sum up being very involved, very successful, um, very busy and very exhausting, too, but in a good way, because we got a lot done. So, so with your trip down to Florida, was there was there anyone that you hadn't had a previous relationship with i guess you just mentioned adria from jason newman but was there anyone that you hadn't had met through the show or through the through the brand that you got an opportunity to meet and build a relationship with that you were that you were really excited about or really pleased with um Go ahead. i don't know i mean i feel like every so everyone we had met on our trip um for the most part, we had had a connection with them yeah. online at some point. So, and they all knew we were coming and we told yeah. them and all that. So it was all planned the, out. The only people I would say would be Adria and Drew Newman. We hadn't had any contact with them really before, mm -hmm. um, before that trip. But other than them, I mean, we're in New England and we're close to two very large cigar shops. So, um, two guys, cigars and twins. And so a lot of, um, you know, we had met with Nick Perdomo, but he had been up here for an event in June. So, you know, a lot of people, they visit here anyway, <laughs> I feel like just based on the area we're in, hmm. um, you know, so we, we had seen them down there, but they come up to new England anyway. So, right. I would say. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously this is a big uh, cigar area. Yeah. So a lot of those people are, are always coming up here for, for big events and big stuff. Um, so I, I'd run into some people before. Yeah, like Terrence Riley, you've met before. Yeah. And... So I mean, but it was it was it was a different experience to go down to their neck of the woods and see them and and be in their natural habitat too. I mean, that was a whole nother experience. That was you know, 
It was awesome. Well, that's that's terrific. I uh, am getting some feedback here in the chat that uh, our volume may be a little low, so I just want to do a quick sound check. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. So we just want to do. Can you hear a... me good? Can you hear me good? Yeah, I mean, I, I can yeah, hear you just yeah, fine. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, if anyone else is. Not having me. A... Someone's saying it's you. <laughs> Let me. But uh... you're. I think you're just talking low tonight. Is this? Uh, it's... Is this set up right? Yeah. Okay. It's the. Good. Is it the? Is it the coffee? Is it? Was there something not? Was there not caffeine in this coffee? No, it's just, <laughs> it's just late. I think Matt's talking low tonight. I can turn up my gain. I mean. Oh, it's a all, bit better. I mean, there like I said, go. I can hear you just fine. So, so make sure um, the audience can hear it. I don't want to be too loud, though. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to be bit. too obnoxious on a Sunday evening, even though it's a Labor Day tomorrow. But um, I don't want to. I don't want to blow your uh, blow your ears out <laughs> with my sound. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. Well, thank you uh, again. Appreciate all the feedback from everybody there. So hopefully you guys can hear us a little bit better. We'll try to speak just a little bit louder and everything. But uh, um, you know, going into these, like again, to these these trips and everything. So. Again, their brand is two years old. Uh, podcast is a year old. Covering, interviewing it for is is a you're about a year into it. So going into your first trade show, I mean, knowing that it was going to be a lot smaller of a format than in previous years where there had been a trade show, did you did you see this as an opportunity to to really you know you know plant your flag and be able to do a wide array of coverage because of the the lower turnout or were you did you have other concerns like what were what was kind of the strategy going into pca as far as what you wanted to accomplish as a brand and and did you accomplish it well i would say regardless of the size and all the circumstances surrounding this show specifically planting the flag was on the radar no matter what and i feel like we did that uh, we did a really good job at that um and we did go in with a plan of action so did. you know we had talked about what kind of content we wanted to create around the show. Um, and we had come up with, oh, hey, we want to do five minute or less video clips of every, every, every manufacturer, anyone who's showcasing there um, for cigar, for cigar, not like we were like, okay, it might be too much if we're doing um, accessories, things like that. But anyone who's showcasing cigars there. Um, and we didn't get to everyone, but we tried. <laughs> we tried our best. Obviously, things come up and we didn't know exactly like 100% what to expect, but mm -hmm. we figured we'd go in, do as much as we could um, and be as quick as possible. So one, we didn't eat up people's time. Um, two, we wanted to be able to upload things really fast. So by keeping our video short, like that was that was the goal. Um, the shorter the video, the better. Right. Um, so let's just get to the point. What are you showcasing here today? so that we can bring that back to our viewers um, and just kind of, you know, anything that's um, more involved, you know, interview, we can do that on the show. That's not, you know, it's not the time to do that on the PCA floor. So the cigar coop team, yeah. by the way, uh, I don't know if you know them, but they, they did a really <laughs> good job um, doing some, yeah, I've heard the name, some coverage. There was this one, you know, guy, bigger guy, bigger beard, um, doing a lot of video interviews and I, you know, by the end of the show, I told him he had no voice left. He, he really left it all out <laughs> on the floor. I mean, guys, guys, a hero. He is. Well, thank, you, thank ever, you. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to meet him, you should. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him a one on the shoulder for you. So 
no, but I, I appreciate that. Uh, for my audience, he's talking about me. Uh, but, uh, but no, it was, no, it was a great, I think it was a great opportunity. And I think we, we, we accomplished our goals as part of the, the cigar coop, um, coalition as I kind of coined it. Um, but it was, it, it was a, it was definitely an interesting, uh, it was an interesting experience to, from my previous two experiences of the trade show. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought everyone was in a great mood. Um, you know, everyone was happy to be there, which was, you know, fantastic. Was there anyone that you went into, uh, any interviews that you did that, man, I'm curious about this. Cause, uh, I, I, uh, you know, Coop calls it the, you know, having a bare moment. Cause you know, sometimes, like I said, it still feels kind of surreal to me to talk to some of these people where I've been spoken their products for years, you know, um, and things like that. And, but, uh, I mean, was there ever a moment for either of you that was just like, wow, I'm. I'm talking to so-and-so or this is, uh, this is, this is crazy. You know, oh, absolutely. Or... I mean, the, the, there's, there's times, uh, yeah, you run into, to someone that maybe even talked to you online or maybe someone that came on the show, but like being with them in person, um, is a much different experience too. And it, and it goes to the point now, like when I run into people for the first time in person, you know, it's not like a, oh hey like it's so cool to meet you and they like talk to you like a fan it's like no they talk to you like you know kind of like on like on the same level like oh yeah like you're in you're doing this and this oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i love the show or like oh blah, blah, blah. and it's just like you're not doing the whole like oh man i'm a fan it's like you're actually talking about like industry stuff and it, and it's like you're like on their level if that makes sense if you know where i'm getting at. Sure. like oh of course like i remember like the first night we were at pca like pete johnson had been on the show uh, I talked to Pete and uh, I, I messaged back and forth with him all the time for information for stuff on the website that comes out. Um, but like I was there and like he saw me, he was like, hey, man. And was, I was like, hey. And, and like we were just like shooting the shit. And I'm like, just like hanging out with Pete Johnson. That was cool. Um, I think my favorite comment is a lot of these people were like, oh, man, you're taller in person to Matt. Mm. <laughs> like, well, I don't know did why. you think he was short? I don't know. I mean, I'm not Terrence Riley tall, but I mean, I'm taller than most, like six one. I so. feel like that was just a common comment. Yeah, yeah. Ter- Terrence was a lot taller than I ever thought he was when I first met him in person, and then of course I, um, I'd heard how, um, I had heard how big Omar DeFrias was before no, I met him he, for the first time. Big, yeah. And then, and then, but he's still like every time I'm still, I'm still dwarfed by him, and I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not a small human being by any stretch, but it's still, he still <laughs> makes me feel uh, very diminutive. <laughs> but yeah. he's, a, he's such a great personality though. And I think that's, what's interesting about this, about this industry as a whole is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of really fun personalities and I've, I've really enjoyed, that's why I really enjoy about the show. You know, I was asking you about your goals and your intentions about what you wanted to do with your brand because i mean at the end of the day the you know it's a very simple goal for me you know someone was asking me the other day who didn't know my, my wife introduced me to them and they're like well what you know what do you do on your podcast and i'm like well i you know and they're like do you do interviews i was like i don't i don't know if i do interviews as much as i do conversations that's the way i kind of view it is that i view that this is just a conversation between in this case three people um you know, and it's, I ask questions that I feel in, I'm interested in. And I try to ask questions that, you know, are the questions that 
kind of have been left unanswered because they've they've told their you know these these folks have told their and they're truly fabulous stories right right that's the great thing about this and they're just there's so many amazing stories and i think it's just it's just fun to kind of explore those with explore those with people just a little bit more so um were there any like were there any challenging guests that you guys have had on your show in the last year where you were just like where this you know not poor, not bad. I'm not looking, I'm not looking for any dirt here, but just it was, a challenge, it was a challenging experience. I won't name any names, but yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, and as you know, you know, in this, in this line of work. Um, and like you said, not bad, but there's people that come along that are just, they're harder to interview. Um, you really got to be a little bit more prepared for them. You know, like you'll you'll have people like you know you'll have people like Matt Booth who like you don't need anything. You just have to show up in the conversation. He'll tell you what to say. Uh, and then you got people who kind of come on and like you you really got to like know their their stuff and you got to have your questions ready, and you have to just be on your game and listen to everything they say um, because they don't say much or they they don't really flow conversation. You're gonna have to kind of keep that. You have to keep that fire burning by yourself. Um, and yeah, I mean that that happens, and 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 that and that's not a knock on those people too. Some people, you know, everyone has a different personality, you know, um, and, and some people are, are you know more uncomfortable being on the shows and on camera and whatever. Uh, people who do it all the time, they still don't like it, and I respect that because it's it's not for everyone. And I think it, you know it's part of their job, but at the same time, they don't like it. They've always been like camera shy, so when they come on, they're a little bit more like. I feel like at the trade show, that was more of an issue. There were a lot of people who didn't want to do the little videos with us. Um, more so, I think, because they were in person, not by, not sitting at home behind their webcam. Yeah, like even like even Pete Johnson has said, he's like, yeah, like I don't like doing the video. He was like, I'm going to do it for you. Um, but like I like like and like a couple people, but like most people, like I I don't want to do them for. We were like, it's gonna be so quick, just. <laughs> just I was like, give us I was like, Pete, it's gonna be like five minutes, like tops, and he's like, oh yeah, no no no, I'll I'll do it for you, but like, he he's like, yeah, and Kirk Kendall like is another one. He he he's very camera shy, but he was like, yeah, like I'll I'll jump on, but like I know he's very camera shy and he gets kind of quiet. Um, but you know, I mean, the, but the interviews still go well. You know, what I mean, you just you mm -hmm. know. And they're still good people and they have good things to say and it's and it's great. Um, but I would say it's like you said, it's a conversation. And that's kind of in the concept of the smoky tobacco show. It's it's more of a conversation, it's more of that lounge conversation experience versus like a hardcore interview. I mean, I'm not doing Howard Stern interviews over here, which you know is great and Howard's you know one of the best to do it and, and he's a he's a huge influence to me. But um, you know, that's a different kind of conversation than like what we're doing. It's a little bit more laid back. It's not so in your face with these, these really deep questions. Um, and sometimes, you know, yeah, there's people you have to just really keep that flame going for. And some people, you know, they'll go back and forth and it, it kind of just gets carried away. Some people don't. Um, and, and, and that's just part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. I think one of the, I think one of the biggest challenges with challenging interviews, uh, especially, you know, you mentioned someone like Kurt Kendall, um, who I've had on my show and absolutely like one of my favorite, my favorite interviews. Um, and you're right. Like, you know, he's not particularly fond of necessarily doing this. I mean, he doesn't hate it and he's, you know, he's not, he's not a jerk about it. He's 
He's one of the nicest guys in the world, actually. Oh, he is. He, uh, Kurt, Kurt's an awesome guy. He, he's, he's a quiet guy, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. He's just he's a very quiet guy. That's and, all. And we had such a great time because we were talking about, and that, that was the thing I think that is, if you're genuinely, it's not even about preparation. You know, prep work is very important, as I've always found. Um, but it's also about being genuinely interested in what you're asking and what you're talking about. And that's, I think that's mm. why I enjoyed this so much is I really enjoy talking to people. I really enjoy talking to people in general. I love hearing about different points of view. I love hearing about different perspectives. I love a good debate. I love a good discussion. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm genuinely interested in the answer when I ask a question, you know, we were talking about the the 15 way, you know, Buzzfeed article from the very beginning, the 15 ways, you know, that you're a good person or not. I, I, I think it's just, it, it's one of those things that even with like challenging people or, you know, or even challenging subjects that come up in the middle of an interview, right. It's all how you do it. Like Coop, Coop rags on me all the time. Cause he thinks that Matt Booth's taking it easy on me in interviews. And I don't think Matt, I, I think Matt's challenging in a, in a certain sense, but at the same time, I don't think he is either. I think it's just going with the flow, which is what he does. Like that's his personality is just. And part of the, part of him too, is there's, there's two people. There's Matt Booth who owns room 101 cigars, who you see on the show. And then there's Matthew Booth, uh, who is an individual um, who cares a lot about people and he's a very good person. Mm. And, you know, he, he has his act and, and that's that's his persona and that's what he does and um and yeah you gotta be able to deal with that but and, that, and that's the other side to there's, there's two sides of these people too you know when you talk about you know pick a name you know the people you 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 you, you flip through the magazine you know rocky patel pete johnson calito fuente who doesn't know who he is george padron you know big names you know um they they all kind of have like a character you know what i mean because they have to be exposed to the world you know, when you have them on your show, they have that, that that's their character that they're playing, you know, and they're, they're giving you information. You're talking to them and all that, but that's like, you know, they're, it's a different person than the person who like behind closed doors one-on-one and like, there's not an audience. It's, it's a different kind of conversation. Um, I would say that my biggest strategy has always been to try to get through the character to the core person very subtly um, without really completely exposing them if that makes sense to get that real connection feeling not only for me but for the audience too because i know there's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to talk to these people like we do and who want to hear the answers to some of these questions like you said being genuinely interested in asking these questions and wanting to hear the answers you know we're doing that and we get to talk to these people but there's a lot of people who watch and listen to the show who don't get to have that connection with these people, but they want to mm -hmm. know, they want to feel that. And you have to, a part of your job is to deliver that connection to the audience. And I would say that's probably the biggest thing in terms of interviewing for me um, that I, I try to strive for when I do the show. Yeah. We, I mean, I had the opportunity and the privilege of being a guest on your show, you know, just a few weeks ago. And, you know, I, I I'm not sure how entertaining it I really was, uh, but it got deep. Like, <laughs> It did a few times. Uh, and I, and I, I don't even know if it was like, I was really being intentional about it. You know, it's just some of your questions were really, you know, I don't know yes. if they were meant to be probing, but they were. And I, I that's I, where I took, I took it away that I that, took it that way. So that's where, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, like Howard Stern, uh, I've been, 
I've been part of the Stern Army, joined the revolution uh, for a long time. And uh, before I even had the, before the thought of being on a podcast or anything came to mind, um, I'd always been a fan of Howard's and I always was like, oh, that would be awesome to like, you know, be on the radio, have talk show, have people listen, have an audience. It was always like something like I always loved the idea of, but I just, you know, I, I was like, ah, oh, it'll never happen. Like I'm never going to be on the radio or like whatever. I never thought. Um, but when this all started, that was kind of what became my influence, you know? Um, and then, you know, you're interviewing people and it's like anyone who knows Howard Stern, you know, aside from the antics, put all the crazy stuff he does aside. When you listen, like when you listen to his interviews, when he has people on, when he's being serious, it's some of the best fucking content you'll ever see. I mean, the questions he asks people, it's not just like the wild stuff, like, oh, you know, like, so how many times a week do you have sex with your wife? But like, he'll get into like really deep stuff and then move on to something. Like the way he romances his questions um, is, is interesting. And he, obviously he's very good at, you know, been around a long time. But I try to have that, like, I don't want to ask like the, so tell me about this cigar. I try to also go off that path and get a little bit more personal, uh, which I think is, is important. And I don't think a lot of people do that. And we also let the conversation go where it wants to go. So that's true um, too. We always tell people we don't do show notes. We don't. <laughs> Which people are like, "What? You're crazy." I mean, we we educate ourselves a little bit of who's coming on the show. We you know we know a lot, but we're prepared. Yeah, we're prepared, but we don't but have not a script, an outline, a script. That what you see is just organic. Of oh hey, this is where we start it, and then this is where it ends up. For right. The most part. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's it letting the conversation kind of go its own path, but also like planting the seeds for it to grow that way. Um, you know, it's uh, you can set yourself up to let the conversation carry on by having a good foundation, and I think that's that's the biggest thing I would I would say mm. is for me. Well. I'm, I'm really excited about where the smoking tobacco brand is going to go uh, and how it continues to build on the tremendous foundation that you all have built. Um, I think it's, I, I think as we see your relationship grow together, since you all will be getting married uh, shortly, um, and, you know, how the brand continues to grow in that way, it's going to, I, I, for one, am genuinely interested to see how, how you guys will grow together. Um you know, and how that that growth together will grow the brand. And I'm really excited to see the the way that these interviews and the way these shows will continue to develop because I I'm predicting that smoking tobacco is gonna look considerably different in two years from where it stands today in a good way. I'm not like I'm not like I'm not gonna like unveil my predictions like I have like a definitive like, like you know, your oracle oracle yeah like psychic <laughs> or an oracle speaking here like oh this is what it's going to be about but i i the, my prediction is very general in the sense that i think it's going to be completely different than it is, the way that it is today and i think it's going to be a good thing um in a lot of ways not that it's not good now uh at all i enjoy the show i enjoy what you guys put out big fans like i said i'm a big fan of your story um and i think that i think you guys are only this is only the beginning in a very good way Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it's, we've been fortunate enough to be 
successful. I mean, it, nothing's ever guaranteed, right? Um, you know, you have to you have to earn it. You have to work for it. You have to you have to make it happen. And uh, you know, I I would say that uh, we we have been we've been lucky too. You know, luck is a part of it. You know, but we also we work we work hard to be successful with it, and it's just we keep putting into it, and making it grow. And as long as we continue to do that, then absolutely. I mean, there's no there's no stopping. You know, how far it can go. So it, it's 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 just that same adage of you know one day at a time. That's really all it is, and that's and that's what it's been, you know. And and I'll be honest with you, there's, there's days, there's days when you've had enough, or you're you you just you don't want to deal with it, or you don't want to do it, but you have to just keep telling yourself like, you know, the show must go on. Um, you have to keep going. You can't quit now, and you just and you and you suck it up and you keep going, and then you have another win, and then you're like, oh yeah, and then it reminds you of why you're here in the first place. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's something we do in our spare time, you know. Yeah. Um, and All I'm three sure, of us do. Yeah. as you know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it cuts into family time. It cuts into just personal time. It cuts into your own downtime. It cuts into, cuts into other stuff. Right. So there's times when it's tough, but we've just, you know, made a commitment to keep on going and here we are. So, you know, like a lot of people, <laughs> like, I have to like actually explain it to you because people are like, Oh, like they don't understand. Like, when I tell them how busy I am and like, what you, how, how are you so busy? Like, you have to understand my day starts at five 30 and I work all day at my regular job. And then I come home and then I work on my online cigar media business. And I I'm doing that. And no matter what it is, I'm doing something to, to continue to grow. And, you know, so that it's, it's like a second job almost, you know, to keep up with it. So. That's um, why you're drinking a coffee cocktail at, you know, midnight. So. Hey, yeah. you know what? We have Labor Day off tomorrow, so <laughs> we're enjoying our I'm extra t- day. I'm, t- I'm taking full advantage of it yeah. because it's it's a very rarity. I mean, you know, people, you know, people like you know they don't understand like when you when you have something like this, you know, it's you don't have a lot of regular downtime to like no. do nothing and be lazy. Um, which I, I've grown to to like less and less anyway because it just it slows you down and it and it takes away your motivation. You just got to keep going. Um, you know that that's kind of what what keeps me going is I just don't stop, you know, just keep going. When you lose the momentum, it's harder to get it back going again. So just keep the wheel moving. Well, I think Um, the segue is perfect. Go ahead, Nicole. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, I think the segue is into my next question. So that I'm always interested to, I'm always interested in talking to other media guys and gals about this particular question in general, because I think it differs for all of us. I think we all know the answer that Coop gives. It's pet press releases. So what's the biggest pet peeve? Give me three really quick. I'm putting you all both on the spot and you all have different answers. So your three biggest pet peeves with the cigar industry and go. So. Ooh. Um, in ter- just in terms of press releases? Like, no, 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 no. That's, so that's, that's, Coop's, that's Coop's pet peeve is press releases. Oh, be- yeah. So, but what's what's Coop has a laundry list of things that's really funny. Um, oh, three things, three on the spot. Go, wow, I hate being put on the spot. I'm yeah, sorry, I do, I do this. Cigars on Instagram is one of mine. Cigar, how cigars on, yeah, Instagram. In, in okay. what way? In, in what, what way? way? Because people normalize, um, women's well, I guess it's a lot of different people, but people who buy followers, 
like there's a whole thing where people buy their followers on Instagram and then they normalize these people's accounts by giving them more by following them when they have fake followers <laughs> or giving them free cigars when they buy their followers and things like mm. that. Hmm. Um, that's a whole, and it's not, that's not just, you know, exclusive to the cigar industry. That's to a lot of industries in general, is that there are people on Instagram and Instagram doesn't do a good job of filtering out the people who pay for their followers. So you see tons of people, whether it be in scar or alcohol or other things that, you know, oh, that, that person, they're doing a review, they're getting this product for free, cool, whatever. Um, they're being given stuff for free based on the fact that they're hitting, you know, it's going to a lot of people when like 30,000 of their followers are fake. <laughs> that bothers me, but. Okay. Um, Very interesting in general. point. So cigars and Instagram. What two, two more, Nicole, yeah. while Matt, Matt, while Matt's stalling here. Yeah, I am stalling. You know what it is? I'm thinking too hard about it. Cause there's, there's always, yeah, like, just. Coop will, type, Coop will be like, he has hundreds of things that he doesn't like. Cause like we talk about it all the time, but that, like none of them come to mind. Oh, I got a good one because this is a fun one. I was saving this for spare uh, spare notes, but I'm just I'm gonna tease it here on Eloso Fumar. Um, if anyone knows me and follows me on social media, you'll know that I've been getting pretty creative with my cigar related memes lately. Um, stop posting pictures of Cohibas and asking if they're real. Seriously, like I'm no really like listen. It, it, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, it's probably not real. Like if your friend got it in Mexico, it's probably not real. Okay. Here's another spoiler for those who need to hear it. Anytime you get the box, the clear plastic and it says Cohiba, they're not real. Habanos does not make that kind of packaging. That is not real. So let's just get that out in the open. And I know Bear will agree with me on that one. Fair, yeah, Come fair on. enough. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> I, my, my, thing about, my thing about that question is, yeah, it's a little, it's a little irritating, but I always just say, listen, did you smoke the cigar? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Then who gives a shit? Yeah. Really? Hey, here's, a, here's another fun fact. If you don't tell anybody, uh, then, you know, and if you're good at kind of covering it up, then maybe you get people to believe you, but who cares? Who cares? Just smoke the damn thing. Yeah. Um, smoke it. If you like it, great. People who ignore cigar etiquette, like going to a lounge or cigar bar, or, you know, whatever, and bringing their own cigar. That Ooh, bothers me. That reminds me. <laughs> oh, Carney's here. Carney's here. What's up, buddy? Love you. Um, amen on the Cuban thing. Thanks, John. This is why I love you. Yep, back. <laughs> um, I'm going to build off of what Nicole said. I just, because I just thought of this. It's a great one. It not necessarily, it doesn't have to be when you're in a shop. Because it can happen anywhere, but it happens, I would say, more in shops um, for whatever reason. When, like, for me, like, I keep, like, the, the leather case with me, and it's got my cutters and my lighters in it, um, you know, and, I, and I, I travel around with it, and I go to shops, or I go wherever with it, and I keep some cigars, and I keep all my tools in there. And when someone sees your cutter, and they go, oh, can I use your cutter? And you're like, yeah. And before they cut it, they're like this. Mm, mm. <laughs> Mm. Like they're, slobber like they're making out it. with their cigar and they go can i use your cutter and i'm like no <laughs> that's a, like grossness you can use the communal one over there <laughs> you can use that one uh that everyone else used you're not using mine sorry um and then my last one is people also don't understand um that there's there are women who are in the cigar world who are um, definitely okay with being sexualized. That's their whole thing. You can just see them and know that that's what they do because they literally 
have lots of cleavage out, things like that. You can tell, but then sexualizing women who aren't actually doing that is kind of bothersome. Like if I take a picture and I'm wearing a turtleneck and then you're still sexualizing me in a turtleneck because I'm smoking a cigar is kind of annoying. Hmm. Interesting. Just making a point. <laughs> I think some of these are hitting close to home for, for Nicole there, Bear. There's a, I mean, yeah. hey, women, being a woman in the industry, it's a little bit different, but like, no, I, I was, I, I, I was, no, I'm really, no, I'm actually really pleased to these answers, not because, you know, it's a good thing, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I've long been a proponent of more women in the industry and women's voice, women's voices mattering uh, on the same level that, I mean, frankly, that men's do. Like that's, that's, that's kind of been one of my things. And because I think that, you know, it, we can't, we can't sit here and talk about how great the cigar community is. And we can't sit here and talk about how it's the great equalizer and completely ignore half the population. Um, and yeah. so, I, so I think you bring, no, you bring out about an absolutely stellar point in that. Um, and you know, you're, you're absolutely right, Nicole. I mean, if there, there, there are women out there and men for that matter, who, uh, enjoy being sexualized and that's that's their goal that's their intention and you know more power to them if that's what they want okay there's there's obviously a market yeah and you you can tell but you can tell like i you know my brand not even my brand but i'm engaged right here (laughs) to this guy um and i don't care about looking sexy with a scar and it's actually kind of sad but i've taken a step back from even taking more selfies and things like that because I get comments that I'm not even looking for and not interested in. Mm. So I take photos of just my cigar and not my face, not because I don't want to, but because I'm then getting attention. I don't even want or the creepy or the, or the creepy people, yeah. the creepy people who like, you know, use your photo as their wallpaper. And that's just, and there is a guy who did that, who took a picture um, of me and another um, cigar smoking female and made it his wallpaper. <laughs> It's like, and, and then proceeded um, and, then, and then proceeded to brag to me about it and i'm like okay wait, wow like, that's ballsy am I, am stupid I no be, it's, it's like it's, am i supposed to be happy about fine. that i yeah. you know I, I people mean well so it's fine but anyway it just you know i'm not even looking for it and so i've had to actually kind of re not brand my account but be careful of what i post as a woman because i'm just not looking for that i'm here for the cigars i'm not here for any attention and people think it's wanted when it's not wanted. So and I, I think, I mean, I think that's a, an, an unfortunate universal problem for women. And yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. no different in the cigar industry again, which is sad. And my whole point about it being the great equalizer, right? So no, I think these are, these are some fabulous points. You need to uh, be on spare notes and air your grievances. That's, <laughs> that's the place to do it. Oh, we, yeah. we would love to have you. I Coop would be like, oh, 100%. So. Yeah, it, it, he knows the host really well, so he could probably get you on. Yeah, yeah. Coop, coop, coop knows the guy. Good. Quit um, stalling. Third one. Third one, Matt. No, my third one. I, I'm gonna go with Coop on this one. It's uh, it, it it's a press releases thing too. Like when 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 manufacturers are like, well, we don't do press releases. You can just text me. It's like, okay. And then you know, it's it's it just it, if you don't if you don't do news and articles and stuff like it, to you, it might not seem like a big deal, but when you do it all the time. And then something comes out and you got to go out of your way to like go digging for the information and get it all. Like, it's like, do you know how many of these things I got to write? It's like, you know, like you make it a project and then it's like, you're going to have 40 people like reaching out to you asking for information. 
it's like, why do you do that to yourself? You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't do news as part of the LS from our brand, but I obviously I, I catch it a lot of it with Coop and I help him a little bit here and there. He does most, he does 99.9% of everything. That's what uh, the guy's a machine, but, um, but I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with him on it just because I, I can see, you know, like you just said, the amount of work that goes into it and, and having to chase things when, you know, we've got full-time jobs and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's challenging. It's challenging for sure. So, uh, so thank you guys for the three pet peeves, because that's going to spin us into uh, tonight's fun segments, which is always led off by our one must go. Oh, so as always, it's brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero Garofalo and the highly acclaimed Atabate and Byron lines. So smoke one today and start living united. So you guys gave me three pet peeves, each a piece. So we're going to do a little bit reverse psychology, a little reverse here. One's got to stay. One you got to live with. Huh. You nice got to be twist. okay with it. Nice twist. So, yeah. So here we're going to, we're actually going to do two. This was the first, we're going to do two, uh, um, two, uh, two for the price of one for our good, uh, our good friends at United Cigars tonight. So uh, this, but this is the first one, three pet piece, but one's got to stay. So Matt, press releases being poor using someone else's cutter and stop asking if Cohibas are real, which one are you going to live with and be okay with for the rest of your life? Well, I mean, I guess the one that's probably never going to go away and you'll never stop. And it doesn't really affect my day-to-day interactions with cigars physically. I would say it's the Cohiba thing. It is what it is. I I don't want to share my cutter with someone who's a slobberer pre-cut. Um, and dude, press release is going to get a little bit better. I mean, come on, let's go. It's 2021. Everyone can be a little bit better. And there's some big, there's some big guys doing it too. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. If you have a, if you have a cigar company, you need to be listen, doing professional. I don't like to call anybody out. I don't like to call anybody out, but like this, like, and I don't want to, I really don't want to. Don't but, do it then. Uh, I, I don't want because <laughs> But there's like, there's a couple people who are like, I love their cigars. I love them as people. Like I've had great times with them and I'm like, come on. Like, really? I mean, other than that, I love them. And like, I, you know, I don't wish anything, you know, I, I have nothing but great things to say, but like <laughs> the press release, you gotta step up your game. Come on, let's go. So yeah, I, I'd keep the cookie with them. All right. Well, Nicole cigars on Instagram. So the fake followers bringing uh, your own cigars to a lounge without purchasing any or sexualizing women in the industry who don't want to be sexualized, which one you got to live with? I mean, I'm going to have to live with the one of people. I mean, people are always going to bring their own cigars to lounges, even though I don't like it. They're not going to listen to me (laughs) because they're going (laughs) to do it anyway. So I'm going to choose that one. It's I don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. It's just so it's just so inconsiderate to a bit. I mean, you don't you don't I mean, unless it's BYOB, you don't bring your own you don't bring your own wine to a restaurant. You don't bring and that that's a you know, you don't bring your own food to a restaurant. So we're all Boston fans here. So one of my biggest, biggest stories of why I'm one. I mean, I have a laundry list of reasons why I hate a rod. But like there was the story once when he was dating, uh, I think, Cameron Diaz or something he went to a restaurant took his own food because he was on a special diet at the time he brought him in little tupperware 
you know, packages. And he proceeded to give them to the waiter and ask the waiter to heat them up. Dude, that's high maintenance. I mean, come on. That Even if you're on a special that, diet, you could have That is some like, bullshit, man. <laughs> like, just, and you know what? And, and, and Why do you and, go to the and, restaurant then? What the fuck, man? Like, and, come and, on. And to the female who's with him on a date, that's like a red flag to get out. I mean, do you really want to be with the, you um, wouldn't want to be the, why girlfriend not with the guy. He has anymore. <laughs> uh, I have my own chicken uh, and vegetables. Um, if I, they're in a bag. Can you just maybe run those out back, warm them up? That'd be great. Thanks. So you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be purchasing any food from us tonight. Uh, maybe I'll get a bottle of wine, but yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, cool. I like, I, yeah, I mean, if it was I, a good bottle of wine. Unless he's dropping like thousand dollars yeah i'd be like get out of my restaurant (laughs) i i I don't work for you 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 know like no i'm not playing that game i mean what kind of diet are you on that uh that you can't go into a and presumably i can't remember the name of the restaurant but i know it was a it was a nice one but there isn't something on the menu that kind of fits within the confines of of your diet you know like and you can ask for i mean look there look i've gone into i've ordered some pretty persnickety you know special things add-ons sometimes or at least i feel persnickety when i order them but you know like if you don't want the extra fat like don't order your don't you know say i don't want the butter on the pancakes or you know like, I don't, you know i want you know you know i want this you know the steak dry or what, whatever you need to, to to kind of fit within your diet i mean good lord man i mean the guy's just a dick <laughs> like, yeah i mean seriously it's like Look at like Tom Brady, right? I don't think there's any athlete out there who has a stricter diet than Tom Brady. But I know that if Tom Brady goes to a restaurant, I don't think he's bringing his own food. I think oh. he just orders very carefully, and that's it. A Rod, I mean, that's just that. Yeah, just... you can order a piece of fish or a piece of chicken or a piece of steak with green vegetables and be done with it. Yeah, like <laughs> right? like so. yeah, like like what like what are you eating? Where like oh, you have to bring it to the restaurant because they definitely don't have it. I mean. Come on. Absolutely. Anyway. All right. So you guys ready for the uh, the second one must go here? Does this one actually have to go this time? Yeah, this one actually has to go. Okay. All right. It's a little awkward, but we're going to do this. So l- l- last time I, I was on, I was on your show and we, and if we've had this conversation, I have children and I know you guys are hoping to have children one day and that's great. I think, you know, mm-hmm. parenthood's fantastic. Um, you know, so Here's the question, I'll, and I'm going to start with Nicole because Matt got to answer the first one. Now, so we're going to go with Nicole. So Nicole, um, you know, we've got three amazing people sitting in this conversation: Nicole, Matthew, and Bear. Well, to name your child, one of those names, one of them's got to go. Which one's going? So do you risk hurting my feelings, or, you know? Oh yeah, I'm going to hurt your feelings, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Uh, too too weird, too, untra- too 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 non-traditional. Is that is that what? <laughs> Sorry, I've never been a big fan of my own first name. I mean, it's my name, so I live with it, and like you know, whatever. I don't. Hate but if it. you had to, that's what I'm saying. Like, so so no Matthew Junior in the future, like outside nah, of, outside I, of the purview of this question. No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. No, we already. <laughs> we are. We, we are, won't say it, but we already know. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, we just we heard a name. Like, yeah, we're not we're not sharing it. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to share it. But, but like, we, like there was no there was like there was a name that like we had both heard, and we were like, oh, we love that, and it just kind of became this running thing for us. Like, oh, that's the name we're going to use. Yeah. Like if we had a boy, yeah. we, have a, we have a boy's name that we like definitely want. 
Well, it's um, obviously not bear. Nicole let that one out of the bag, so that's fine. It's not yeah. bear and it's, it's not, not bear, Matthew, so. but it's very Italian. I will I will say that. Yeah. It's very Italian. Awesome. So, so yeah, there yeah. No, so which no so which one's got uh, you're not off the hook yet, man. So one one's gotta go. Who you who I, you mine. Mine. I oh, you're gonna oh you're gonna kick your oh okay. So you would name your kid you would bear name before your Matthew, kid bear before our kid bear before before Matthew. You didn't specify. Does it have to be first name or can it be any of the three names? I, I think I leave I'm leaving this open to interpretation, and apparently I'm already getting in trouble. So <laughs> I mean I I might go bear on the middle name because I want the kid to have some character. Be like, oh your middle name's bear. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A little not traditional. It's not going to happen like, now. Nicole already kicked my name to the curb, but that's fine. And he, and I would let him tell the story like, uh, yeah, it was because of uh, the bear from the Revenant. <laughs> it wouldn't happen as a first name. <laughs> they wanted me to be like that aggressive with the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my name. I don't know if I'd go with my name. It's always like my favorite thing to do is troll, troll like Facebook when people always like give bears a bad name like, oh. You know, or like, oh, something like something shooting a bear. I'm like, why is it the bear always the one that has to get shot? Like, what, like, like, what, what is it about it? But uh, no, I thought that would be a fun, a fun, fun one just to kind of throw in there and everything. But uh, um, I'm sure whatever name you guys have picked, again, I'm not going to probe you on it. One of, I'm sure it's beautiful, and um, I will, uh, I will toast, I will toast to your future nuptials and the future child. So here, I'll here. tell you off Thank the you. air because, like, I can tell you. I just. The whole world doesn't need to know that. That's fine. Whatever. It's, your, it's, it's, your, it's, yours to sh- it's yours to share and not mine to ask. So, well, that was our one must go to for the price of one tonight. As always, it's brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron line. So smoke one today. Start living united. Now, this is uh, our second fun subject, uh, fun topic and segment of the show. And this is something that I've been really excited about um, since we had started. So John Carney's in the chat. Uh, he was actually there at the inception of this concept. Uh, he was on my birthday episode late last year and uh, where I launched this initiative to where I was going to be asking my guests or guest or guests uh, for a nonprofit or charity of their choosing that they wanted to spotlight, highlight, bring attention to, and possibly raise a little bit of good money for some great, great organizations out there. And this is uh, this has been one of my absolute favorite things to talk about with folks. And and you guys have already done tremendous work for this organization. Y'all selected the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, founded by the incredible Fuente and Newman families. They've done some incredible work down in the Dominican Republic uh, as far as schools and other aspects, uh, giving back a tremendous lifestyle and, um, you know, basic needs and to the population of the country that they call home and that they work in and everything. And it's just a, it's a wonderful organization filled with wonderful people and they do incredible work. And you guys did an amazing, amazing work on their behalf this year. So I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of opportunity to talk about why the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation is so important to you. And, and tell us a little bit about, uh, we've, already talk, we've already hinted at a couple of times tonight, the incredible fundraiser that you guys put together as well. Yeah, we, uh, so the other thing about the Smoke and Tobacco brand is, you know, from the beginning, I always wanted to do, um, that T110 was amazing though. The cup especially. Yeah, I was going to ask you about it after this. Yeah, I, I, I like don't even want it to end. I'm like almost there, and I'm like, oh, I wish it was a little more. Um, I would say since day one, um, 
there was a side piece to the brand. And I've been on the show before, and I, I think I've already explained this, but I'll, I'll explain it again. Um, the I always said, like, well, if this turns into something where I have a big enough platform, I can reach people, get people together. I want to do some sort of charity. Um, so that way I can also give back to other people, too. And I didn't have anything specific in mind, but not too long after you know, I, I came in to know, you know, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, you know, I, I was always a big fan of, you know, JC Newman and Arturo Fuente, and I smoked a lot of their stuff. Found out about the, the charity and looked into it. And, you know, I've had the privilege of getting to know uh, members of the Fuente family, um, as well as, you know, getting into the, the Newman family here. Um, so it, it was something that, you know, I just felt right. And when we had our one year anniversary of the show last year, I'm like, you know, we're going to do a big celebration for it. And it's going to be a big thing. I'm like, what if we use this opportunity to do a fundraiser uh, as part of the celebration? So it's not just about us. It's about someone else as well. And that was where the idea came from. And, and I, and I talked to everyone and, and everyone was on board. And then, you know, we, we put this together and, and I had reached out to, um, Jose Blanco and Cynthia Fuente and I said, Hey, like, this is what we're going to do. They were very excited about it. Um, and then that's when I, I first became in contact with Adria, JC Newman, we were emailing back and forth and people started putting things in for us to raffle off. And, um, you know, it, it just, it was a huge hit and it was a learning experience. It was our first one that started off a little slow, but then it really ended with a bang. I think we achieved more than we anticipated. And it grew and grew. And I think also just because, you know, a lot of um, different cigar companies, they also source their tobacco from the Dominican Republic, and it just helps so many people from there, um, children, adults, um, you know, it helps with education. So it, it funds the school, but they, what a lot of people also don't know is it funds just clean drinking water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it also funds, um, you healthcare. know, health resource, healthcare resources healthcare, for you know, people. Food, food and water for kids Shoes. who can't afford it. <laughs> like, um yeah, Just shoes, to, clothes. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it gives it gives people a better opportunity for life um, in so many different ways who, you know, maybe they, they don't have much. They don't have too many opportunities. But, you know, what, what the Fuente and Newman families have done with this charity is, you know, really given them the opportunity to be anything and have anything they want, you know, um, by just opening the door for them. Um, and I think that that's really important. And especially with the cigar community, you know, the Dominican Republic is, is a very important country. You know, a lot of the tobaccos in this industry come from there. A lot of factories are there. There's people who live there, mm-hmm. uh, who work in those factories and, and those people have kids at home. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it really keeps that not only does it keep everyone in the cigar industry you know, in the Dominican Republic, you know, it keeps that all kind of flourishing and going around, but it's in general, like it, it gives people a, a better opportunity. Um, and so what ended up happening is that we had a very large raffle, um, f- you know, for cigars and, and things that people donated. Um, and, you know, we're just so thankful that so many, you know, cigar brands decided to donate to us. Um, the Caliph donated to us, LFD mm. donated to us, Drew Estate, Casa Cuevas, um, Casa Cuevas um, Nova donated to us, um, just uh, so many other people. And they knew that, okay, well, this is, even though they had their own brands and they do their own donations and things like yeah, that, I was gonna say, they, they have that, their own they charities knew. and stuff. That was yeah. the best part of it too, is like, it, it, it's a, it's a charity for, you know, two, you know, 
manufacturers that have their own charity, but other yeah. manufacturers are like, yeah, like it's bigger than that. It's not, it's not just about it, it to donate and be a part of someone else's and, and just to show that the yeah. support for one another. I, I think it also speaks volumes to the industry as a whole and how small it really is. And, you know, I remember having this conversation, you know, with actually it was with Cynthia Fuente and she was saying, you know, as much as like, we all compete with each other and we all have products on the market and you know, we're trying to sell our cigars and they're trying to sell their cigars. At the same time, we all stick together and help each other because we have to, because of, you know, just the way this industry is. So to see people just come out for that and to, and to show support was, was huge. And we're so thankful for that. And, um, you know, and so again, it turned into this big thing. Um, we had over 50 prizes for our raffle giveaway. We also, um, gave tickets for people who bought swag from our store. Um, you know, any, any funds from people who purchased products from our, um, online shop, all of the funds went to the charity. Um, we thought we set ourselves a goal, I think of like two grand and we ended up coming in at $7,000. So, um, you know, it just, Just if we blew, you know, our totals away and, um, I think we're going to go for even more next year. There will be another um, charity raffle next year for our two-year podcast anniversary. So yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I think we're gonna as as I've told both families, you know, since uh, I want to shoot for at least ten thousand yeah. this year. So uh, that that's that's my goal for this year is to, to do. Oh, I think that's totally doable after, I mean, coming, I mean, literally cutting, coming out of nowhere with it. I mean, just announcing it. And then it, this, it grew like this, like you said, I'm, I was, I, I was very much an observer in all of this, right? I, I bought swag from your store as a part of a donation, but I also thought it was cool. Like I was talking about before. Um, so it was, you know, I, I felt that was like a total win-win, you know, situation. And, um, but it, it was you know, I was talking to Liana Fuente about this. You mentioned Cynthia a moment ago, but I was talking to Liana about it when I said that, you know, it, when you guys say Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, yeah, it's the, 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 initially the concept was the cigar, the two cigar families, Newman's and the Fuentes. But it, like you said before, and like I was telling her, it, 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 it's, it's morphed into so much more. Like you said that these other organizations, manufacturers, everything, they have their own charitable interests. But yet they recognize the great work that the Fuentes and Newmans have done with this foundation. And, you know, it's, you know, for them to pitch in, you know, with donations for the, for the raffle and everything, it was, it was such a, it was such a beautiful moment for me, again, from the observation side to see what, what you all built and what we all can do when we all come together. And that, you know, we talk a lot about, especially in the last couple of years, especially, you know, you know, with the trade show and, you know, the, the big four pulling out and this, this fracturing of the industry. And right there, right there in the first, the, those couple of weeks that you all did something, you brought the industry together in a very unique and beautiful way. And and the fact that you guys are going to do it again, I have no doubt it's going to be bigger. I have no doubt that you'll hit that 10 grand goal. You'll probably exceed it again. Um, I, I plan on donating again to it. Uh, I'm not eligible for any raffle prizes, but that's okay. 
because it's for a great organization. And, Why not? Uh, everyone's eligible. Yeah, everyone's eligible. <laughs> everyone's I, eligible. That's the beautiful part. We had over fifty prizes last year. I, um, I, ad- I adhere to the cigar to the cigar coop uh, uh, rules of uh, rules of uh, of raffles and stuff. I don't accept prizes at events anymore or anything like it. I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a healthy rule to to follow. So, but I'm I'm pleased to do it. I'm pleased to do it. I'm really excited. I, I it was guys. It was it was it was it was incredible. Uh, it, and I mean, well done. I know you guys are really proud of yourselves. You should be. Uh, and just, you know, I, 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 it was, it was a beautiful moment. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. So, so thank you for doing that. Well, we appreciate that. And, and mm-hmm. we, we thank everyone who, you know, made it happen too. Yeah. We wouldn't have been able to do it without it the It certainly support, wasn't so. just us. You know, we, 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 we organized it, but everyone else made it happen. So. Yep. Indeed. So in the chat tonight, uh, everyone, I've, I've posted, you can learn more about, if you guys are not aware about the great work that the Scar Family Charitable Foundation does, you can check out uh, their website for uh, more information to learn more about what they do. And then if you want to consider donating, there's a link in the chat as well. I'll also put in the show notes later. It's also on an advertisement uh, for this uh, this week's show. Uh, if you go back down in the yellow Fumar feed, you'll actually see it. You, one of the great things about Facebook, uh, you know, there's, you know, I, I always say this every week, so I apologize for boring my audience, but there is a lot of negativity about around social media and, and, and Facebook certainly catches a lot of flack and well-deserved in some cases. Uh, but one of the things they've gotten right is the ability to donate money to good causes, uh, because when you donate through Facebook, 100%, 100% of your donation goes towards that organization. It's a, it's a wonderful thing wonderful thing that they've built inside the the social media community uh here on facebook and i love it i absolutely love it so well well done guys when uh when will you guys be announcing the second uh the second fundraiser when will it start you think and and when can we expect to to start uh sending those donations your way for uh towards that uh, 10 grand goal well we'll probably start a little little earlier this year give it more time or next year yeah it'll, it'll be after the new year uh, but I think we'll run it a little bit longer. Um, it might be a little in terms of the way it's set up might be a little bit different, but you know, the, the objective will still be the same. So uh, like I said, it was last year was our first, this year was our first run. So, you know, we learned a lot. So there's a lot of things we want to change to make it better. But I think that, you know, with those changes and a uh, slightly longer duration, I think it'll be a huge success again. I would say February. Yeah. We'll maybe start maybe, hearing about maybe it February, February. Yeah. And it'll run through April 30th. Uh, on the day and then we'll probably do we'll probably do something similar where we you know we, we pull numbers and you know announce prizes and the final total on the show and all that so well that's fantastic we're all we're all looking forward to that so mark everyone mark your calendars everybody because it's going to be a you know sure to be some fantastic prizes but uh but more importantly uh your money's going to an amazing cause it you know we you're talking about the work that the cigar family charitable foundation does and it's 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 incredible to think in 2021 that we talk about you know first world problems and you know we were kind of you know we were both kind of going back and forth about press releases and stuff we're like hey it's 2021 and stuff but in 2021 there's still part of this world that's very close to our world as premium cigar industry where there's people that don't have drinking water they don't have shoes I mean, these are things that we take for granted yeah and yeah. you know so the you know when these these when these organizations that we're close to really really put their money where their mouth is and really kind of dig in it it's 
it's it's really fantastic because they're ma- they're ultimately making their community better. Absolutely, and especially with the tobacco industry, right? They have to grow in you know third world countries essentially um, to get the climate that they need for tobacco. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's very important for them to be able to give back to the communities that they also take, right? So mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's why. It, the whole thing is just, it's important. You know, they have those people as workers, but, you know, their children, they're providing education to their children, education to themselves, um, you know, basic necessities, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, like, important. you know, I know John's watching, you know, it, he, he, he had some stuff in there too, you know, on behalf of Lafo Dominicana, you know, that's another, you know, major manufacturer down there in the Dominican, you know, they have their own farm, they have their own factory. Um, you know, so, you know, again, like it's another manufacturer who, who knows, you know, like the special culture behind, you know, not only the Dominican as a, you know, society and in its own country, but, you know, what, what the cigar industry means to that, that country. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think the biggest thing was, I was just really impressed with the other manufacturers just without hesitation being like, yeah, I want to be involved. Um, I thought, I thought it was huge. Um, and, and I didn't, we didn't even really ask anyone for anything either. It was like, Oh, Hey, like we're just we had doing- a handful of people, but then so many people just came out and they were like, here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like go. we were telling people we were doing, they were like, Oh, I'm going to send you like three boxes of cigars. Like I wanted to be involved. I'm like, Oh, well, thank you. Like, uh, that's, that's totally on un- oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to send you some stuff. Okay. And then it just turned into like once. And it was one of those things where once a few people had some stuff and like, other people would be like, oh, so-and-so, oh, I got to have stuff in there too. And it just was like, everyone yeah. wanted to be involved. And it was just, it was just so nice to just see people be like, oh, I, I got to be involved in that. I, I have to contribute. And who doesn't love getting cigars? I mean, me and Matthew, we put up prizes um, from our own personal humidors too. And we did like a Nicole and a Matthew five pack where we gave away our top five cigars right. that we love yeah. to smoke with a bottle of our favorite whiskey. Yeah. That was like a prize. So, you know, we were able to have fun with it for sure oh yeah absolutely um but yeah i just i'm trying to think but like you know there were 50 prizes so that's a lot <laughs> yeah well, well you mentioned a couple of you know brands and manufacturers that you know call the dominican home you know casa cuevas yep. um you know la florida Dominicana. you know obviously recognize you know that's very i mean obviously hits close to home right because that's where they that's where they operate but like you mentioned companies like McAuliffe, you know they're in nicaragua mm-hmm I mean, they still, they still, you know, felt the yep. need to, to be involved in it. And that's just, again, like I said, it was just, a, it was a shining moment for this industry uh, and y'all were at the center of it. Um, and, you know, you, like you said that you had a lot of help from a lot of people, but that's what made it, that's what made it incredible. That's what made it incredible. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So um, really excited to see what you guys continue to do for that amazing organization. And so, yeah, learn more, everybody. Uh, like I said, I posted it's in the show notes, but it's also posted in the chat here if you guys are watching live and uh, learn a little bit more about the incredible work that the Fuente and Newman families do. And, uh, and uh, please consider donating because it's a great cause. Uh, and uh, in no short order, like every week, uh, y'all, I'll be uh, making a, another donation to uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. But uh, in uh, in y'all's honor and all the incredible work you do so that'll be coming later tonight um could just a couple of last uh, kind of you know, 
questions to tie up uh, tonight's show and everything. I, I really, we can't let this show go without, uh, we talked a little bit about PCA um, and there's two incredible stories uh, that came out of PCA. We've kind of danced around one of them and we'll get to that one. Cause that's obviously the big one that happened at PCA this year, but kind of going into going toward Vegas. Oh, uh, I know where we're going with y'all. This. Y'all uh, took it upon yourselves to participate watching? in uh, to participate in one of, I think one of the funnest trends in this industry, which is the cigar coop airport selfie challenge. Uh, and there's been some really good ones. Uh, Jack Hire of Drew Estate, man, he really brings his A game with it. I love it. Uh, Terrence Riley, um, Terrence and I are are you know we're we're kindred spirits, man. We're we we're both literary fans, and uh, and uh, he has this this kind of. <laughs> very metaphorical approach and uh literary approach to his posts which are just i think they're sensational coop didn't get it in the beginning i was like you have to understand terrence the way terrence's mind works and uh and so i was trying to explain it to him and as he kept doing it as terrence kept doing it he uh coop got coop got into it he's like these these are really good and i was like yeah they're really good but then y'all take the game to a whole new level by bringing a, I mean, almost life-size photo of Mr. William Cooper into Logan Airport with you. And the photo that y'all took from the airport uh, lobby or waiting area uh, matched just absolutely classic. You're so, you're sitting there no, 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 so nonchalant, like you're sitting next to a buddy. And here's this life-size cutout or life-size photo of, of, of Coop. And it just, Sorry, uh, yeah. oh, it's hilarious. Like talk, talk, talk. Where did it come from? Where the inspiration? Talk to the break this down because it's hilarious. It's just we were just thinking, I mean, you know, we wanted to take part in it. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, my dad's a printer, so he has a poster machine where he can print something up to like 10 feet. So I was like, we should do like a whole life size cutout. But um you know, it worked out well. It was funny. Great. Um, we already have an idea in place for next year, which we Ooh, will not disclose, nice. but it will also bring the game to a whole nother level. Yes, it will. Um, yes. And it will be better than anything that's been out there. It's different from what everyone else has done, but it will encapsulate the rules of the Coop Photo Challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Nice. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was uh, that was fun to do. Um, oh man, that, uh, it got a lot of attention too. And, uh, it was, it was just so, it was funny because after we got to Vegas and everyone had seen it and it was like one of the first nights we, I was walking by the circle bar and Terrence Riley was, you know, up behind, you know, the rail. And I was like down on the, on the casino floor at stealth. And I, I saw Terrence and I, and I shouted out to him and he saw me. And I was like, hey, I just gave you a run for your money. And he was like, hey, he's like, but you do that show with Coop now. You're not eligible. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. And I said that to Coop. And he's like, oh, I, you know, technically that's true. But I don't know. I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta find something. I have to acknowledge it some way because it was too good. <laughs> but technically, if I am in the one in the photo and submitting the photo next year. Maybe that'll be our way around it. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to be like all, because you're not involved in span outs. Yeah. So, yeah. So just all me. It's true. 
No, but the thing I literally loved about it, so you have this life-size photo, you start carrying it around the show floor, and uh, you proceed to get, uh, uh, collect some autographs, some signatures. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people signed it, too. So. We forgot to sign it. We forgot to sign <laughs> yeah. it ourselves, actually, because we got too wrapped up in, like, trying to get it covered. And then I was, like, it was getting towards the end, and I'm, like, I want to make sure Coop has it on him so that he can, like, have it and pack it away, because I know he ships stuff home. I'm, like, I don't know when he's shipping stuff home, so I'm, like, we got to give it to him now. It was like the end, the last day of the trade show. And it was when uh, you and Ben were with Pete Johnson. We were at the Tatuahe booth and she starts filming on her phone. And I was like, Coop, I need to talk to you. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. What's up? I'm like, I have something to give you. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, are you excited? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, I had this, <laughs> and I had it with me and I pulled it out and I was like, I have the cutout. And he's like, oh, cool. And I was like, but what you don't know. And I showed it to him and it was like all signatures. He's like, oh my God, that's great. <laughs> he was all excited. And I think within a day, like his wife had had it framed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he had told me, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, my wife already like had it framed. It's like in my office. Like, <laughs> We just, we don't want to waste it. Like at first we were like, well, what do we do? Like first I, <laughs> once, well, once we took the picture, we're well, like, what do we first, do with this? I was like, I'm going to bring it home and frame it and put it in my office and it'll be my little story. But then I'm like, no i'm like he, yeah. he deserves to have it but then i'm like i got this idea i'm like well what if i got like a bunch of industry people to like sign it just like to make it because everyone knows about it you know what i yeah. mean and like everyone yeah. knows like what it means so i'm like i'm like yeah like we'll get everyone in on it because everyone takes part in it and so i i just i got everyone i could on the show floor but hey by the way and they're like oh yeah i gotta do this and they all knew what it was as soon as i unrolled it they're like oh yeah i saw that and they got all excited oh yeah i gotta sign that and everyone was all into it and when i gave it to him he was so excited and it was just awesome and i'm like he'll, he was very like, touched yeah he was very touched yeah. like it's yeah. it a great gesture i think it was just kind of like the, the the signature part was never even part of the plan i thought of it after i'm like oh wait a minute what if we do this and it just made it so much better uh no that was a lot of fun that was that was really cool i had, I had a lot of fun with that so before we get to the other story of PCA, this you were you were as you were telling the story, Matt, you're kind of doing a, you're a slight impression of Coop. So last time I had you on the show, you busted out your Matt Booth impression, which was just uncanny, absolutely yeah. uncanny. Uh, like, is impression something you've always done, or is it just something like you picked up like with Matt because he's just such a character, and you're like, you know, it's you, something I've always done. Okay, I do a lot of people. Um. It's, uh, it's one of those, I don't know how I do it. I don't know. It just kind of like, I, I, I pick up on people's mannerisms, key things that they're known for saying like words or phrases, uh, just like the facial expressions that they, like, I, I, yeah, I find all of the, the repetition, um, you know, like, like her dad, for example, it, it's the same thing. Like, he, he does these things that are so consistent that like I've picked up on and just kind of like the way he is that I'll, I'll like do it for her. And like, and it's hard to give an example, like with me and the impressions, it's hard to like, it just kind of has to flow. I can't really, I can, but like, I don't, it's not best when I just like do it for an example. Like it just has to like flow into the conversation. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Sure. But like, there'll be, there'll be times where we'll be talking about something and or I'll do or I'll just do it to make her laugh. Like if I find an opportunity, um, like her dad does this thing where like he'll be um, you'll be you'll be talking 
or you're having a conversation and like like a, like a, a like like a key part will come up and he'll just go like oh and it's just like the funniest thing and if you know him like you you pick up on it and you laugh because you're like he does what he does you know who you do a great coop <laughs> he does a coop <laughs> which do is I? funny i don't you even do. know if i do you do you do everyone Oh, we got we got to see some of it. No, no, we don't have to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. It's only fair that I do it for Coop. Yeah, that's fair. That, no, you know what? That's fair. He deserves that's to fair. have it first. John so. Carney's watching. He does the John Carney. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's, and I've done it for John. Like, and John, and John's, I, John's seen me do it. And and with John, it's easy. It's it's bro. I got this new steak from Meat and Bone. Lights out lights out <laughs> he knows he that. loves he loves that phrase man it's good stuff it's lights out <laughs> that's his thing it's lights out <sighs> yeah there's, there's a lot of people i can do i and it's one of those things it, it was one of those i don't know and again i don't know how or why it started it just it's something i i was able to pick up on and then naturally just emulate people's things uh i do it a lot of times when i make fun of people who annoy me um, because it's just my way of like sticking it to them, I guess. Um, but then it kind of turned into something fun too, where like, I, I just, I pick up on stuff that people do. Um, and sometimes that's just part of me telling the story. I, I, I present the character and it makes it more real, you know? Uh, and it, it, I guess it's one of my, it's one of my, uh, not secret, but it's one of those like, um, talents. it's one of those like hidden talents I have that maybe people don't know about. Well, one day, hopefully, uh, maybe you can do uh, your bear impression because I'd love to hear that. I don't really have one for you yet. It's, yeah, he hasn't done a bear impression yet. It's but... not one of those things where, like, I study people to figure it out. It just kind of like happens. Some people don't do anything interesting enough to denote. Ooh, nice dig. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> but I'm just saying they don't do I would, anything. I wouldn't that's... have even said that. It just kind of happens naturally. It's my it's my answer okay. my, my lights out comment for carney is you know with him with the baby on the way and everything you know he's going to be wishing he can say that with bro. <laughs> bro it's ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> you know, he's gonna wish for bedtime to happen so he can put lights out lights out sweetheart lights out. <laughs> have you had that hey have you had that new uh alec bradley dude i smoked it the other day lights out it's ridiculous it's ridiculous. <laughs> so good. Mm, so good. I don't think he's watching anymore else. You would have had a no. side comment now. No, he'll just text me later and be like, bro, your impersonation of me lights out. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just, it, like I said, it just happens. It's just natural. Matt was a fun one, though, because um, I had to I actually got feedback from Abe on that one because I did it on KMA and then I got some feedback. And so then I went back to the drawing board and I actually like, which I never do. Like, I don't actually like go and like try to make it better because it's all just kind of natural for me. But I actually went back with the booth one and I'm like, oh, I have a little bit of feedback and I made it a little better. So it's, it's better than, than the original. Um, but I busted out, you know, I busted it out for him. Like when I saw him at the trade show, I, I came around the corner. We were drifting that first morning. And I came around the corner and there he is at his booth, just stand there setting up. And he wasn't even in his, his cute little suit that he was wearing too. And he just saw me. He's like, Hmm. 
and he had a bag of samples with him and he just pulls it out and he throws it right at my face. Smoke this. Start your day. What is it? I remember catching him being like, oh, what is it? He's like, who gives a fuck? Just smoke it. God, it's a free cigar. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Salutations. And then when, like, when you ask him to do something, he's like, I would be enchanted. Matt, can we, uh, can we do this interview now? I would be enchanted. Please sit. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all you got. I'm sorry. So, uh, of, so of course, another amazing story comes out of the PCA. We've talked to, we've talked a little bit about it tonight and everything. So, of course, that is the, the big engagement, the proposal. Oh yes, oh yes, mm-hmm. the biggest so, news of the 2021 PCA trade show. It's up there. I wouldn't say the biggest. That's a little. That's a little. That's a little cocky. Man. No, irrelevant. I, mean, I would say. Yeah, so. irrelevant. I think was the biggest story, <laughs> but uh, we're not going to get into that. I don't think so. <laughs> the engagement was relevant. Um, yeah. It was. So. Uh, <laughs> So Matt, you're the one who obviously uh, asked the lovely Nicole uh, to mm-hmm. marry you. And uh, so, how how long was this uh, plan in the works? Did you know for a while that you were going to pop the question at PCA, or was it did it come a little bit more abrupt? Like what uh, what went into the planning here? Well, I would say, I mean, I, I knew for a while that I'd be asking her. I knew for a long time that it would be you know, in the city of Las Vegas, whether or not it was during a trade show or not was a, a separate thing. But I, I wanted to do it there because as you had, you know, mentioned to the audience before who probably don't know this, is that, you know, uh, Vegas is a, um, is a favorite city of mine. It's a special city to me. Not because I like to go like party and, and gamble. Uh, it just, it has a lot of other uh, personal connection to me. And so, you know, during the pandemic, obviously we weren't going out, but we couldn't travel. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, that was a place I had missed a lot. And I it was just like, oh, when this is when this is over, like that's one of the first places I'm going. I want to go back because, um, you know, I just, you know, I need to be there. And, uh, you know, during that time, you know, when I had come to that realization about Nicole, I'm like, well, that's where I want to do it. And then in, the next time we went was for a trade show. So I'm like, well, this is when I'm doing it. Uh, Cause this is where I want to do it. And I don't want to do it anywhere else. This is, this is where, I, where it's going to be. So it, it's going to happen now. Um, and I spent probably like a good three months prior putting it all together, you know, between, you know, the process of getting the ring, which is a long story, which I won't get into on the air. Um, but the long story short with that is, is, um, I did a good job on that one. I put a lot of work into it. I, I had a lot of connections from my my previous life in the jewelry industry. It really helped me take care of that. So that was uh, that was cool. Um, you know, kind of getting ideas from some people. I had I had this uh, this very picturesque ideal setting and scene in my mind that unfortunately didn't happen, um, just because of a lot of. Um, I really won't get into the whole story, but just a lot of um, weather. Well, uh, what's the word? Logistical reasons. Um, just it just didn't pan out. Um, so the the uh, the first attempt that was being made didn't really pan out, and then I kind of pulled the plug on it because I I didn't want to just ruin the moment by trying to salvage a missed opportunity, so to speak. Um, 
you didn't so want to force I, it yeah yeah I, I didn't i didn't want that to be the moment that she remembered forever so i was like even though she will that that wasn't the moment so um it ended up being <laughs> at the last you know at the last minute you know i came up with a whole new plan and a whole new place um i know and it happened and and it was great and she was happy and all that so um but yeah no i mean it, it was you know whether or not PCA was in town though, like that's, that's just where it was going to happen. So I just capitalized on that opportunity and um, I was just, I think we were both happy about that. So. You don't have to react it or anything, but was, I mean, was it a long speech? Was it a short speech? I mean, what, uh, you know. Um, I think that it was, it was a shorter speech um, because, you know, Nicole knows how I feel about her and you and know, that's the more emotional one in the relationship well yeah but i mean it wasn't like a whole you know pete johnson <laughs> you know pete, i i told him before um you know that i was doing it or whatever and he was like ah he's like you're gonna cry he's like if you, if you don't cry then i'm like no nah, i'm like he's like no nah, you're gonna cry he's like trust me you're gonna cry and so then after when we saw him the next day he was like did you cry no. And he's like, yeah, you did. Don't <laughs> fucking lie to me. <laughs> uh, so was yeah, he no, right? I mean, was he right? Did you, was it a, was it a really, a little bit, a very okay. little bit, a very little bit. I think she cried more than I did. Um, but you know, I mean, shit, I forgot. I forgot. I lost my train of thought. It's just, I mean, it's just a moment. I, do you remember what he said? Do you remember what he said, Nicole? Again, you don't no. have to retell me or like react to I honestly I don't remember. Um, but we already knew, you know, just in our in our past, we've both been with people for a long period of time. He was with someone for six years. I was with someone for six years who I was engaged to previously. And so we've had these long relationships that didn't work out. And so when you then meet someone and you know, and you just know, I don't know. So, mm -hmm. you know, our time together hasn't been that long, but you just know, but, but <laughs> there's nothing else I can say. It's yeah. just, you know, it, it clicks and it doesn't. And you know, what clicked with Matthew didn't click for six years with someone else. <laughs> so, um, so that's all. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, you could spend six years yeah. or whatever it is with someone before you maybe you realize and you know what if that happens but you realize it and then you guys get married and you stay happy forever and that's great um but you know i, I almost got into a situation where i was with someone for a long time and i and i wanted to do it because i felt like i had to because it was uh, so much time had gone by and i since realized like that that's not the reason you should do it um because then that opens you up to a whole nother you know set of issues uh, for me, it was it was a very easy decision. I mean, it, and it's it's not hard to figure out why. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, once I you know I I knew very quickly that you know she she was the one, and I and I just I waited patiently for the, for you know the right time. Um, and then you know when I knew that it was probably going to be happening, I started to put you know my ducks in a row and put the whole thing together. And um, it didn't happen again. It didn't happen exactly the way I wanted it to, but. It was still successful in the end. So that's all that matters. She and said, yes, happy. that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And you so, cried a little bit. So a little bit. Yes, Pete Johnson. I cried a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I mean, 
it was a special moment and it was it was also it was just it was nice i guess you know that it did happen at the same time as the show because a lot of our friends and peers of the industry were in town and we got to share that with everybody and mm-hmm. you know we you know we spent a whole you know it happened what was that so it was supposed to be friday ended up happening saturday so we spent sunday and monday and tuesday um with everyone in town like celebrating and every time we ran into people they were all excited and you know people we didn't even know who like follow us online were just coming up to us and congratulating us um there was one i don't i don't want to i don't want to make nicole look bad but there was one person who came up to us and was like all excited and i know and i know him and like congratulated us and the whole thing and he walked away and she's like who is that and i was like seriously that's so-and-so from so-and-so and she's like oh really i'm like yeah <laughs> uh it was kind of funny because we were we were just we were you know we were getting matt's the one with the memory i i can't remember anything <laughs> ever so you can remember everything so. but I know it, it was fun <laughs> it, was, it was special so that's great. Uh, it, it just made you know and you know you guys were there you were with us too you know for almost every day so it was cool everyone was there we got to really just celebrate right away that's beautiful uh it was it was it was great to you know share that moment with you guys by proxy and and uh yeah i mean i wish you years and years of happiness so congratulations again to you too thanks bear thanks yeah. so uh got one last question for you guys and as always it's our it's our curveball segment um but before i do that i always want to thank my guests as always uh for sharing their sunday nights with me uh thank god for labor day so that matt doesn't have to get up in a few hours to go to work so thank god for that and Mm -hmm. uh really do appreciate uh, your time this is this is still personal time it is still family time like you said we have we have lives outside of the industry and for you guys to sit down and share your story with me and and have this conversation it just uh it, it sincerely means the world to me so thank you thank you so much for your time tonight absolutely thank you for having us we appreciate it we love being here with you bear uh and uh props to nicole for representing boston tonight so uh love the shirt i I wore it just for you bear thank you so much you always you always have something on yeah gotta gotta rep gotta rep always thank you so much for that uh shame on you matt shame on you for not repping but that's okay (laughs) You got the brand. Your brand as, you, you, as, 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 Booth, as Booth would say, this is my cigar uniform. So I have to wear it. I don't Indeed. have a choice. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Please continue. Please. In uh so always our curveball segment is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park six consecutive years in the consensus top three. Yep, I looked it up. And I even got fact check by my partner in crime on Scarcoop Primetime Special Edition, Mr. Will Cooper. So here it is, folks, your curveball segment. So it doesn't have to be a particular interview. It doesn't have to be a particular show. But I am omitting one show from the list here. You cannot pick the first. You cannot pick the massacre. But if there is a if there's a show or an interview that you feel like, man, you really want to redo. You wish you could really go back in time and redo that whole thing. There's things you wanted to say, things you wanted to do. It just did not go the way you wanted. Which interview or which show would that be? It's hmm. Hmm. a good one. Um, there was nothing that bad. Well, there's it's just that something. we wish we 
well no it just I'm, i think i, I like... think for me i'm a little bit more critical than she is too yeah. she's she's much more like no that was a good show i get to there's always another show in my mind to me it's always i i look at it you know the same way you know like um what's like a good comparison like the way like an athlete might compare a game that they played you know what i mean like oh we won the game and like i scored a lot of points it's like yeah but like i i didn't play my best um i i kind of look at it like that like there's, there's shows that i've done where like you could say the show was successful. The audience enjoyed it. Uh, everything happened for the most part, maybe the way it should have. Um, or, you know, the guest was happy, but, you know, and everyone else was happy. And, like, you know, Carney would be like, oh, good show. We'll sign off. And I'll be like, nah, that fucking show sucked. And then I'll be like, what do you mean? It's like, well, it was off here. I was off here. And, you know, I we weren't prepared in this aspect or whatever. And I, 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 I analyze and I get too critical. Um. So I would say for me, I, the show that I, I wish I could have redone was the, uh, the show we did with Sean Williams from Cohiba. It just, um, there was a few things that I, I dropped the ball on in terms of my preparation. Um, the other thing is I did, it wasn't a great atmosphere for him. Yeah. He was in a cigar shop that was very loud. <laughs> and so obviously when you're interviewing someone, and there's a lot of background noise it's not great for actual production quality so i can see that but the, the content was fine so, yeah, such no. a cool Sean, such a cool cat though yeah. you know yeah no he and he's yeah. a great guy you know and we, and we were happy he came on and it wasn't it wasn't on him it was it was on me um i just i wasn't happy with the way you know i did the show for him with him however you want to look at it um well sometimes so, you, know, you get I mean, in your own head too right like you yeah like so going... i mean it, it, and again like that that's a, it's a great question and i think i want to reiterate unless there's a real reason for it it's never you know for a show that doesn't go well for the most part i won't say never but for the most part it's not on the guests it's not his fault it's not on him it, it's on me you know what i mean I, i'm the one putting the show together and being being prepared for the show um, so if a show doesn't go well, cause I don't feel prepared or I, I did something wrong, or I made a mistake that I, I shouldn't have made, or, you know, did something, you know, whatever, like that's on me. And, 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 and I get more critical of myself than, than Nicole does. So, um, I get critical too, but so for me, it would be every show that my sound issue was still happening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it took us a while. So, you know, producing the show. There was an issue with um, my microphone and sound was an issue for us for a while where it wasn't perfect. So, yeah, the way um, the way that um, the microphone interface system connected into the computer, we found out with Mac, it runs a little bit differently. And, it, yeah. and it, even if you have multiple channels, it comes in as one channel. So we mm. had to figure out kind of how to run. And I think I had to I think I had to give Coop some advice on this, too. If I remember correctly, because he runs a similar setup, and I remember him saying he had a similar issue. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that. I would say that was. I think, and I think that also happened on that episode too. That was one of the issues that I had with that yeah. episode. So, yeah, that was a big one. Terrific. What about you, Bear? Why don't you tell us? 
Ooh, make us feel better, Bear. Remember, remember <laughs> unlike most of your guests, I sit on that side of the table too. That's so true. You, you do. Yeah. No, I, I think you're I think you're spot on with a couple of things. And I, I kind of echo Nicole Sutton about like that there 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 really aren't bad shows. They're just in, in the way I view it is there's missed opportunities. Um, yeah. th- things that I wish that could have gone differently. And you know, I'll do the same thing with this show later on. I'm I'm the same way as you, man. I'm very critical of myself and and everything that I do because I think that, you know again, this, the whole premise of my show is asking questions that I find interesting and stuff. And, it, uh, you know, you know, this, this sounds very distant or disconnected or not engaged with my audience. Um, but I, there, you know, feedback from guests, you know, feedback from my audience is great and everything, but, you know, if I ask the questions that I wanted to ask, then I, I consider that a successful show. And so it really doesn't matter if, if anyone else, to me, it doesn't really matter if anyone else finds it interesting. If I found it interesting, then I've accomplished the goal, you know? Um, but no, I think that, uh, uh, the show that I would probably want to redo on, this is a, again, really great question to turn back on me. You know, I, and I've answered this a couple of times. And in fact, I even answered it kind of on your show and everything. It was, it was um, one of, it turned out to be one of the more fascinating conversations because we got a little bit into his childhood, which I found incredibly fascinating and interesting, which was George Ramey of Camacho. Um, Mm. That was, he was a, he was a really challenging guest, not because George is difficult. George is incredible. He's, he's a likable person. Uh, That's why he does an incredible job with Camacho as a brand ambassador. He's done it for years. And um, I I found it challenging because other than the surface level brand ambassador, I really didn't know George. And so going into that interview, as much preparation as I did, I felt like I was I was still underprepared. Uh, and it ended up being a great show because, again, we got into we got into his childhood a little bit and he told that incredible story about how, uh, you know, he was the son of a diplomat. And, you know, you know, that one point there was a hand grenade tossed into uh, his living room where his, you know, his baby sister had been playing just moments before. And, you know, it was, you know, he was his father was a diplomat for Honduras to paint some you know context around the situation. So, it, you know tumultuous time in the in the 90s uh, when his father was serving and so it it, uh, it really shed light on some really interesting you know facets of his of his childhood and his life and and I thought so for that matter it was great but yeah I felt very unprepared going into that interview just because again apart from the incredible work that he does from Camacho I really didn't know much about the man and and uh, you know left that night with a lot more understanding of who he was and I thought so while I thought it was poor going into it and I ultimately came away somewhat satisfied because I got to learn more about uh, an incredible person because he is and so you know one of the things that I learned from you actually this is a piece of advice you've given me um I think uh I think I actually talked to you about that episode or, or another episode or something like that before and mentioning that I, I felt underprepared and I asked like the wrong questions or like I asked a question and I, and I was wrong with the question in terms of what I was asking and I should have been more prepared about it. And, and I remember you kind of saying like, well, you know, it's not always a bad thing. Um, that's kind of part of it too. Like maybe sometimes you ask something assuming that the answer is A, but it, you're wrong and it's B. 
And sometimes that's just part of what makes the conversation good. It, it doesn't necessarily make you look bad. It's just kind of like, oh, well, hey, maybe I learned something new there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, I learned that from that and from you um, as a result of that. So, I mean, there is, there is positive ways you can look at it too, is what I'll say. No, I a hundred percent agree. The, 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 way, the, the way that I frame these conversations and everything is that, you know, a lot of times I go into it with the attorney aspect, right? Never ask a question you don't know the answer to, but, and sometimes it's actually brought about the best content, you know, right. Is, yeah. is again, you, you, you learn something about the person and, you know, and there's just been some fascinating people that I've had the, 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 the chance to interview. And um, I've really enjoyed um, speaking with everyone. So like people always ask me like, what's your favorite show? And you asked me that question. I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll give you three and I'll give you three examples of why they were some of my favorites. And, but I mean, I can, I, I can rattle off feelings about every single interview that I've had and, and positively and some you know negative too. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm my own biggest critic, but the, the, again, the, the reason I love doing the show is that I love learning about the person across from me or the people across from me. Um, and, and the, the story kind of unfolds itself and it tells itself in a lot of times. And that's, that's, that's when I guess the, the real magic happens. So. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and then that kind of goes back to like our whole concept with the show. You know, we, we, we want it to be, that's why we don't have show notes. That's why we don't follow a script. You know, when we ask questions and we, and we get into certain conversations, we, we want it to be organic as possible. And we also want the audience to feel that too. Um, mm-hmm. So while I, I do like to be prepared, so that way, like I, you know, I, I have some idea. I also, you know, I like to have that, those, those surprise things come up too, because it makes it more genuine, you know. Well, um, you, you asked me too at PCA, you're like, Hey, we're going to have you on. Like, is there, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, Hey man, it's your show. Let's roll. Let's, let's do it. There's, there's nothing, there's no question I won't answer and let's just roll with it. And yeah. And, and to me, like, that's the best thing. Just, you know, like I'll even ask you like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? And then people are like, you're asking me. Yeah, I am. Because you know what, you know, I don't want it to just be like, okay, here's, here's the story. And like, this is what we're doing. Like, no, I want it to be like it. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk. hey, let's talk. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's talk about that. Um, I want it to be organic and natural. Uh, and, you know, and Carney was really the one who came up with that concept in the beginning. He's like, you know, we have to find a way to make this show different. You know, we should do it more of like, you know, there's a lot of really deep industry shows, you know, like Coop Show or uh, a lot of other people's show. And it's not a bad thing. Um, those are great shows, you know, but we want to be different. You know, we want to, we want to be different. So that you we want to be lights cool. out. Yeah. We want to be lights out. So, um, you know, that was kind of like w- what we came up with and, you know, always just being really genuine. Now, the funny part about that is, is anyone who's ever been involved in Hacking Gourmet knows John is big on show notes. And when you don't follow the show notes, he gets bent out of shape. Um, and as someone who's very close to John, I can tell you I've had firsthand experience with this. And he was all disappointed when I didn't follow his show notes on his Christmas episode and i was trying to follow along but in my defense he didn't have them color coded and bolded properly and i was reading so he's like you don't read that part and i'm like well it's the same as the part that i do read so i don't know but i I digress and i said john this is why i don't do show notes because it's just they're useless to me i don't follow them so uh he knows how i feel about the show notes i'm not shy i know he's watching um and i've told him before so it's all good but yeah yeah it's 
That's uh, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, as I like to say. Guys, it's been an absolute joy talking with you this evening. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate our audience for staying up late as always and tuning in for uh, this was uh, a fantastic take and really appreciate uh, everyone who's tuning in All, always your likes comments and shares mean everything uh, if you are watching us later on YouTube we have a YouTube channel LLC for more don't hit, forget to hit the subscribe button uh, you can always follow us live every Sunday night at uh, 9.30 Central 10.30 Eastern right here on our Facebook page LLC for more We've got a calendar of upcoming events and uh, most of some upcoming guests uh, was posted earlier this week we've got some great uh, great takes on the horizon uh, including uh, we mentioned him tonight, uh, Dave Garofalo of uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop will be uh, coming in a couple weeks. Next week will be uh, the executive director of, of the Premium Cigar Association, Mr. Scott Pierce, Chris Monaco of Amandola Cigar Company, Henderson Ventura, Justin Andrews, all coming up in weeks ahead. So you don't want to miss those takes. So it'd be fantastic to tune in for those. If you are listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts later on, don't forget to hit the download, subscribe, and review buttons. If you are a subscriber do me a favor please hit the unsubscribe button but don't forget to hit the resubscribe because it really helps my numbers and helps me bring on continual great guests like my two amazing guests this evening it's been my pleasure to sit here and talk with uh matt tobacco and smoking nicole all evening we always appreciate it. this was our 182nd take done 182 of these this is incredible um and as always, we'll see you next week live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplicy. As always, guess what, everybody? See you next time.